Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Right tonight and uh, most nights here, and uh, well, a long show for me and for Sydney on the Burn Hit Sid show. Heard everywhere on that seventy-seven WABC up simulcast on an Eastern Long Island News Talk one hundred seven FM. You know, I want to hear some uh, some. Uh, let's see, uh, Nat King Cole, Lazy Hazy Summer Days, uh, whatever the hell it's called, and also Can't Heat. Going up the country. Oh, That's a good baby. song, though, right there. Billy, uh, Billy, well, who was that? Billy Idol? That was Billy Idol? Yeah, you know, that yeah. uh, that song, I can't help but think of the movie Big, because uh, in that movie, Tom Hanks, right. he wakes up as a 14-year-old, and he's going yeah, yeah. into the city to go to a big party at Cafe Society, where, by the way, John Lovitz does some of the best dancing ever. And he's in a limousine with uh, Elizabeth Perkins, and he puts his head, Bernard, through the sunroof, and that song by Billy Idol, it's not his song, but Hot in the City starts to blast. And for some reason, I hear that song, Tom Hanks and Big comes to mind. Yeah, for, for good reason. It's etched in your mind. You watched it when you were young, and uh, that's, what, that's, what, that's what happens. It gets etched in your mind. But, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of good summer songs out there, uh, including, that's my all-time favorite, is uh, Nat King Cole. It just brings me back. To uh, I don't know Ferry Point Park in the Bronx, where Trump has now built a golf course over, but it used to be a favorite, the spot of mine, of my family's when we uh, left the projects uh, for a good picnic. As, it was so lame, so pathetic under the White Stone Bridge when I think of it today, but it was our it was our heaven at the time, you know. So anyway, uh, you have that summertime Friday Eve, uh, Sydney. How you doing this morning? The Mets win last night or lose? Uh, yesterday afternoon was the Met game. They belted three home runs and won easily. So the good news is they escape Atlanta up by two and a half. Remember, if the Braves would have swept the Mets, the Braves would have been in first place today. But the Mets take two out of three. Their lead is two and a half. They start a four-game set, Bernard, at Wrigley Field against the Cubs today before the All-Star break on Monday. So a big win for the Mets. The Yankees won and... A big day. Yesterday was the beginning of NHL free agency and a couple of very popular New York Rangers who had some big postseason goals are now out of here. But the Rangers did sign one big player and so did Joe Nolan's New Jersey Devils. We'll have all of it uh, at one point in today's show. No doubt. No doubt. So I'm anyway, very happy the Mets won as well. So uh, you have that and also confusion over uh, whether the NYPD can smoke pot or not. <laughs> Yesterday it was, it was being reported that, uh, you know, they were giving them the okay. It's all right. You, you, we find some uh, weed in your blood. No problem. 
It's going to be, uh, you know, uh, it, it's going to be, dude, where's my patrol car all over again? <laughs> but uh, by the end of the, of the day, turns out that uh, that's not the case. They say the policy has not changed one bit. So there's some confusion. And, uh, you know, personally, I think, uh, I just think uh, if a cop wants to smoke some weed on a Saturday night, it's no big deal. I mean, uh, you know, it's 2022, for God's sakes. It's, he should be able to. But I guess uh, it's, some people are saying that he might show up to work, uh, whacked out on his, uh, on his weed, leftover high or something like that. I don't experience any uh, leftover highs. Never have. I haven't smoked pot in a long time. But uh, By the way, who I know cares? I did. But who cares? I mean, if, if people aren't upset when they're surgeon, I mean, me personally, if I'm going in for open-heart surgery on a Monday and my doctor is smoking weed on a Sunday night, to me, if, in fact, there was some leftover residual, that's a much bigger deal than a cop walking down 3rd Avenue on a Monday afternoon. Why does anybody care? Well, that's a good point. But, uh, I mean, if they make it... You, for example, well, they made it. If they make it official, if they, uh, they give it the green light, then uh, you'd have a lot of cops doing it. You know, you know doing it uh, very cavalierly. They do it anyway. Instead of on the DL. <laughs> they do it. Anyway. Yeah, uh, but, uh, but but yeah, I, I'm of mixed mind. Uh, but either way, uh, a lot of news out there. By the way, first of all, let me just tell you that ten-year-old that uh, that story that Biden was telling about the ten-year-old getting raped. Uh, well, it turns out that uh, there's some truth to that. It's not the hoax that I said it was. But it's very complicated and very cynical and sinister as to why it wasn't reported, why the Ohio Attorney General didn't know about it. And about it involves illegal aliens and all that. I mean, it's just very, very uh, a disturbing story all around. Also, Joe Biden is out in the Middle East right now. He continues to uh, make many, many buku mistakes, uh, you know, botching uh, what he said about the Holocaust. We played it yesterday. I'll play it again this morning. And also, what was Gavin Newsom? What was he doing at the White House yesterday? I don't know if anybody oh. saw. Yeah, the videotape. Gavin Newsom going in the back door of the White House. The back door? And, yeah, he, oh. he, he wasn't going in the front door. Oh. Something strange, something strange. Uh, I can tell you it wasn't a booty call with Kamala because, uh, well, he can do much better. <laughs> yeah. Just based on that. Well, he was at one point married to the very beautiful Kimberly Guilfoyle. You know, of course, you know that, but not every listener knows that. But, yes, the yeah. governor of California, who may be the odds-on favorite to win for the Democrats, was married to Kimberly Guilfoyle way back when. Oh, he's a stud. Listen, he's a good-looking dude. But uh, look what he did to California. I mean, how could they possibly? I know, I know how, how they could. They don't have a bench. That's how they could run Gavin Newsom. They have nobody else. Right, and he didn't do and, it to California. Let's be honest. I mean, you could make an argument that Arnold Schwarzenegger, who I happen to love, I love the guy. He's hilarious. He's a great actor. He was uh, every bit as bad, if not worse, a governor than Gavin Newsom. So it's not like Gavin Newsom took California when it was in great shape and really hurt it. It was already a mess. Yeah, I'll give Governor French Laundry a, a little bit of a break on that. Plus, the uh, cities are run by Democrats. And everyone's really screwing up. Uh, they, they have more power directly. Of course. Screwing uh, you, you, up the city. So. You got Gil Garcetti's son uh, is a worse mayor, believe it or not, Eric Garcetti in Los Angeles than Bill de Blasio was here. Uh, yeah. yeah. You could make that case. Certainly. Certainly. Uh, so anyway, uh, Gavin Newsom in the White House yesterday. Very, very interesting. While Joe Biden is in the Middle East that he would show up there uh, yesterday. But uh, back to the reefer thing. Uh, Eric Adams, uh, he's the one pushing it. Remember, he was on the Colbert show months ago, and uh, you know when he was first elected, and he was making the rounds with the celebrity, you know, all, all the uh, high-profile shows. He was the media darling. 
He was the guy who was going to bring down crime before it all went bad. And it did go bad. Eric Adams is not the media darling he was back then. But uh, remember he was on Colbert slipping him reefer? Uh, so I would imagine that he's the guy behind pushing this, uh, you know, reefer for cops policy. And that may be bode well for him, uh, bode in his favor for people like maybe you, Sydney. I don't know. Uh, no. Anyway, here he, here he was on Colbert, <laughs> cut, cut 24, talking about bamboo papers and uh, I got something for you. I can't give it to you right now. Cut 24. Go ahead, Lou. One of my best gifts, as you know, marijuana is legal. I have raw. I did not know. I have raw. I am not aware, Mr. Mayor. I'm not into that scene. I have bamboo. Oh, you it's know. big. And I can't give you this gift. I give it to you later, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know me. I got a little something something for you. Yeah, it's funny. You know, we're laughing about it, and uh, it was certainly you couldn't predict that was going to happen. But I have to say, in all seriousness, as a drug user myself in recovery, that was really embarrassing for Eric, for New York City, for, and we called it out at the time. But this is not Monday morning quarterback. We chopped him up the next morning. Going on, Colbert, you just won. And presenting him with weed, I mean, that was really exactly. embarrassing. And you're, you're trying to be Mr. Law and Order. Right. Uh, weed, weed is, it was, and it, it is illegal. I mean, it's not uh, flat-out uh, legal here in New York. They decriminalize it, but it's not legal. Not yet, because uh, my wife, no. Danielle, in fact, is, a, is about to uh, delve into getting the contracts done. Uh, she's going to go into that law, uh, because now in New Jersey it's legal. In fact, our good buddy Frank Catania, he's opening up a, a weed shop. So that's what uh, Danielle's going to do for her business. And uh, no contracts yet, folks. Not yet. Not yet. But uh, he's the guy probably behind it. Told Keechan Sewell, you know, make league, uh, weed uh, legal for the, for the cops out there. Uh, maybe it will boost their morale. Maybe it will help recruitment. I don't know. In the inner cities. I'm not sure what, what, what the hell's going on. But it's not policy yet. As of last night, the no change in policy whatsoever is the bottom line. That's the upshot. And then, of course, there was this, uh, this PSA. I had this yesterday, but I didn't, uh, didn't get it in yesterday. Cut number 22, New York City PSA about if we get hit with a nuclear weapon. What? Cut 22, please, Lou. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit, okay? So what do we do? Step one. Get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. Stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. What? What? I don't know. What are Come you on. kidding me? Who was that? Uh, that was that's a, a flat. That's a bona fide. It's running on uh, TV and radio. That's a, a nuclear. No, but who's the lady? Public, who's now? Oh, who knows? That? Some some oh, some oh. anonymous actor. Stupid actress or whatever the hell. God is. Are, are you allowed to say actress? Are you are you not? You're supposed to call them actors. Yeah, I right? guess Remember? you are. Yeah. They yeah. changed that. Yeah. Well, I mean, what 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 the bloody hell? On both counts. <laughs> a, you can't call them actresses, and B, a nuclear uh, warning Ay-ay-ay. from the, s- the city of New York. Ay-ay. And then there was just a little more. I mean, that's pretty scary. Who? Who are we worried about Russia, China? What, what's going on here? Is it, uh, I, I don't know, cut 23 little, I tell a little you, I'm bit more. I'm worried about Joe Biden nuking ourselves than these other countries nuking us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it could be. He's the kind of, well, or him inadvertently getting us into a nuclear war right. with Russia. Remember, they do still have nukes uh, that can hit the United States. Uh, Russia does Putin. Cut number 23, just a little more. Go ahead. 
If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe. I mean, come on. All right? Screw that. You've got this. Uh, yeah. let, me, let, me you tell you, let me tell you what you do if a nuclear attack happens. You call your wife and kids and say goodbye because it's all over. I don't it know what that's about. Over. Stupid. I God, mean, that's it, stupid. It, it, it is Mad Max time. It is, uh, it, it is disaster time. So we're wasting our money on that. I mean, there's no real threat that I've heard of. None. Of nuclear war unless uh, the Biden administration told cities to do this on the DL. But you got this? I don't have this. I don't have squawk. What are you talking about? <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm glad I don't live in New York City. And I'm glad I live by the ocean where the wind will push any nuclear fallout uh, inland. Hopefully. I, I'm, being, I'm being very selfish. But, no, uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to be I'm honest. Practical. That's why I moved a couple of months ago. It's not about the crime in Manhattan. It's not about the homeless or the filth or all the uh, nonsense going on. It's because I was aware of this possible nuclear attack and decided, like you, to move to the beach. That's why I moved. Uh, because of a nuclear attack. Yeah, That's see, right. you, had, you had the foresight. <laughs> you, had the, you were very smart, very shrewd. Uh, Sid Rosenberg. It's Sid and Danielle. I would imagine it was her idea. Yes, yes, and, sure. And you are, you're taking credit for it right now. Hey, so listen, the imbecile in chief in the Middle East, and he's, uh, you know, he's out there. He's The ultimate goal is to beg the Saudis to get their oil, to have them pump more oil to get the prices down here in the United States. So it's a political move. But, uh, I mean, can somebody tell me what the difference is, you know, between uh, drilling for Saudi oil does that not harm the planet similarly uh, to drilling for oil in the, in the United States? I mean, it's the exact same thing. And they don't want to drill in the United States because of the, the, the climate and the atmosphere and the planet, all that crap. What's the difference? There is no difference. In fact, it's worse. The oil in, in Saudi Arabia and Venezuela, it's all dirty. We take precautions to make the oil clean. They don't give a rat's ass. So it makes no sense. It's political. And it's and in addition, we would create so many jobs here in the United States if we drilled for oil here, uh, resumed work on the pipeline, jobs, 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 and they don't want to do it. I mean, it's so, so they would rather go a hat in hand to the, the the crown prince who killed Khashoggi, and I don't care that he killed Khashoggi. It's just that it makes no sense whatsoever. So this is how much they're catering to these green zealots, these maniacs, these greeniacs, as they call them. But either way, Biden landed in Tel Aviv yesterday. We played this late in the show. It just immediately on the tarmac, he makes this flub in Tel Aviv, Israel. Cut number 11, please, Louis. Later today, I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Vashem to honor what? six million <laughs> Jewish lives were stolen in the genocide. And continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. Oh my of the God. Holocaust. Oh keep my alive God. the truth and honor of the Holocaust. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. I mean, he, he wasn't off the plane 10 mm. minutes when he, said, when he made yeah, that. And that's what I was thinking about yesterday on the ferry home was this guy... That is a very, very, very long flight, just so you know, folks, to uh, Tel Aviv from wherever he was, D.C., let's say. So he had a lot of time to think and a lot of time to write. 
And you're telling me after 12 hours or 14 hours, he came up with, let's honor the Holocaust? It wasn't like he he, drove around the corner. He misread the teleprompter. Of course he he did. What happened, yeah. Right, of course. Right. No, no. He may have meant honor the dead or honor the Jewish people. Oh, of course. But but the way he said it was just one of the worst things you could ever. And by the way, even his uh, his little Hebrew there, I mean, when uh, Burgess Meredith died, Mickey, in the great movie Rocky, even Sylvester Stallone did a better job of doing the Kiddush, and he's Italian, than Joe Biden did in Israel yesterday trying to speak Hebrew before he made that Holocaust blunder. He's just a complete effing mess. You know what he is? He's a schmuck. You can say that because he's in Israel. He's a schmuck. He's a schmecklehead. That's what he is. And I could isolate that clip and make make it sound like he actually said that on the truth and honor of the Holocaust. <laughs> I mean, he corrected himself immediately, but you can isolate it and make it sound like he actually said it. Uh, unbelievable. Anyway, also he gets into this little awkward uh, exchange with uh, with some journalist, some Israeli journalist, cut number twelve. Listen to this. So how long is this going to last? How, how long is this onslaught going to last? His onslaught. As long as it's going to take. We're there till it takes whatever time it takes. We cannot let him prevail. It can take months. It can take years. It could. Mm-hmm. You think the war could take years to ten? No, you said that. Yeah, you said okay. it could, okay? It could. No, it could. <laughs> no, you said that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Talking about, obviously, the Ukraine. Uh, just a disaster. Just terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. I know he's just a, he's just a vegetable. That's that's what it is, uh, with bad intentions, by the way. Uh, see, some of the like that policy in the Ukraine. He knows what's going on. He's 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 with it enough to know that they're sending all kinds billions of dollars to uh, to nation build a foreign country that we have no national interest. We don't care. We don't give a rat's ass when we go to the gas uh, pump. We don't say, oh, I, I don't mind paying six, five, six dollars a gallon of gas because it's helping the Ukrainians out. We don't, we don't, no, we don't, we don't want to help the Ukrainians out if that's what it takes. Uh, screw the Ukrainians. Keep the money here and stop uh, this, this inflation building money. I mean, spending $54 billion adds to the inflation problem that we have here, uh, aside from killing the energy sector, which uh, Biden is doing as well. So we don't want that crap. And here's what the, the genius Kamala, who uh, met with uh, Gavin Newsom in the White House yesterday, cut 15. Here's what this genius said about inflation. There is no question that we still have work to do. But it is important to note that these numbers do not fully reflect the recent drop in gas prices. Since mid-June, prices are down 40 cents a gallon. Fighting inflation is one of our administration's top economic priorities. So inflation is 9.1%. When he took office, it was 1.4%. 1.4. And she's touting the fact that uh, gas prices went down uh, pennies. Uh, you know, like f- she said, 40 cents. Okay, 40 cents. Well, when, when he took office, gas was like $2 a gallon, $2.30 a gallon, maybe tops. And now it's four dollars and eighty cents, if you believe her, with the uh, forty cent drop. So still a disaster all around. It's just uh, horrendous, and, and, and everybody knows it. The poll numbers reflect it. Thirty-three percent, thirty-three percent approval rating for this month. This idiot, uh, Joe Biden. As a matter of fact, uh, we'll, we'll play this one more time. Joe Biden getting questioned by. Uh, well, let's see. He got questioned by some reporter. I think it was a Fox guy. I'm not sure, but uh, this was the read my read my read the polls, Jack. Cut number thirteen. 
13. Mr. President, please. what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two-thirds say they Read don't. The poll. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in no, 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. Yeah, uh, 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 92% of the 26% that would vote for well, him. It's really 36%, but you're right. Yep, because it's 64% uh, it, against him, 36% for him, I think. Uh, maybe. Uh, there are different yeah. polls out yeah. there. Who knows? Yeah. But, but yes, him twisting it. But the, the, that particular clip, the way he ran over to the reporter, all bug-eyed, <laughs> when he, he never wants to answer questions in general. Yeah. But uh, read the polls, Jack. I mean, he calls people Jack or Fats or whatever was the hell that it his is. Name? Was that guy's name Jack? Was that? No, 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 no. That's that's just that's something that this idiot says. Oh uh, you know, when he when he's angry. Hey, Jack, you want to go out back, Jack? Come on, I'll take you on. Oh my God! Just like a stu- just like uh, you know, Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. This is uh, one of the uh, reporters said described him earlier. Anyway, complete and total disaster. So uh, more on uh, Gavin Newsom. More on the uh, this ten year old girl. The rape, Biden and the inflation and all that stuff. It's just, uh, it's just, it's just bad. But it's it's Friday Eve, Thursday on the Bernie and Sid Show. Beautiful July Fourteenth. We're gonna have a, I believe, a, a beautiful summer weekend. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna look on the bright side, the silver lining. Everything is beautiful. It's a beautiful morning, as the uh, rascals once sang, on the Bernie and Sid Show. We're coming right back, ladies and gentlemen. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Sing it, Dolores. Clamberries, 628 on your Thursday morning. Going to be hot, about 90 degrees the next couple of days. Uh, Robert Corticelli called in earlier. I know he was at a big event for Miranda Devine last night out on Long Island with my buddy Joe the Box. And he wanted to uh, correct us, really you, Bernie, that uh, he is not an independent. He's not a third-party candidate. He's running head-to-head Republican primary with Andrew Garbarino. So he wanted to make that correction because he does listen every day. He tweets about this show basically every day. Galbarino is yet to say a word on social media about Bernie and Sid. For what it's worth, even though Cornicelli probably doesn't have a very good shot of winning, he does listen and uh, talk about us every day. And he did want to make the point that he's running head-to-head Republican against Galbarino. So that, my mistake. See, I thought the primary already uh, took place. Uh, the not primary, the primary has, I guess he's running against him for the... No, no, he, I guess he is primarying him. It's yeah, got to be the primary. Yes, yeah, see, I, I yes. thought that already happened. I thought we were talking about that last week. 
as, uh, you know, the, the primary was last Tuesday, but apparently not. Uh, so anyway, I didn't know I was wrong. He So he, yeah, so we're still back in Cornicelli then against Garbarino whenever the primary occurs. Do you happen to know the date of the primary? I'm going to get that for you later on this morning, I promise. And he's listening right now, so I'm sure he's going to call in any second. Hey, uh, Cornicelli, Mr. Cornicelli, we have your back then, right? There you there. Go. We're back in Cornicelli against Garbarino for sure in the primary. You know, for a couple of years, uh, my career was basically one big apology. And uh, Bernie, you were there for all of it, and so were you, Lewis. You could appreciate it. It seemed like uh, whatever I said for about a five-year period on the I Miss show was worthy of an apology. In fact, at one point, they had to write apology letters to Richard Venus and Serena Williams and read them on the air just to keep my job, which was really hypocritical of Imus. But anyway, that was my you career. Know, he, he reveled in the, the drama of the whole thing. It didn't matter that it, that, that it ruined you and uh, gave you a nervous breakdown. Right. It, you know, he thought, hey, this is good for my show. This is good drama. I'm going with it. Screw, uh, screw him and his, uh, you know, his mental breakdown. He didn't care. Plus, by the way, he was, uh, you know, portrayed as a racist for so many years that, oh, now my sports guy said something offensive. So that kind of took the pressure off of him. So it made him look better, but uh, it didn't matter. Long story short, I had to apologize a lot. But I'm apologizing this morning because um, I walked in, Bernard, and there's a kid, and his name is Kenneth, and I believe he's 23 years old, and he, uh, he works. Is he an intern, Lewis? What's his position? I uh, No, because he was working screening the phones. Okay, so he's, a, so yeah. he's I think he's working. So, so Bernie, yeah. long, the guy is a really good-looking kid, really good-looking right. kid. Right. So I yep. walk into the uh, behind the glass at about 5.15 in the morning, and the kid is just sitting there doing his job. He's a lovely kid. He's oh, asked me a million times, right can I help? Vogue. Right out of Vogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. He's like, can I help you? I'm a big fan. <laughs> Sid, I love you and Bernie. So I walk in this morning, and this poor kid is sitting there going, let me tell you something, you son of a bitch. You think you're all good looking now at 23? <laughs> let me see you in 33 years when you're my age. Now, again, the kid said nothing to provoke uh-huh. this. He didn't say, hey, I'm the best-looking guy at W. Nothing. I just walked in, and I was so aggravated that he was so cute that I had to yell at the kid. And I said, let me see you in 33 years. If you look like me in 33 years, then you've done something. It was the most immature, sophomoric, nonsensical treatment of any person in the history of this station. And I want to apologize. You're just jealous of a 22-year-old good-looking kid. Yes. They had no exchange before at all. Nothing. <laughs> Not one. And this wow. kid is chiseled, Bernie. He is chiseled, and he's oh, tall. Shut up, he's chiseled. Wait a second. He's not more chiseled than I am. Stop. Okay. So what's yeah, his role again, at the station there? Again, it's not you, you dope. Oh, my God. What is God. his role at the station, this guy? Uh, I, I think he's going to be an AP, like a kind of a produ- – I don't know. He just started, though. Bernie, he, was scre- right. he was screening for Frank Morano. He's That's a great he kid, Bernie. He was, screening, yeah, he was nice doing guy. calls for Frank. He's, he's smart. He's good-looking. He loves sports. He loves politics. He loves Bernie and Sid. There's not one bad thing to say no, about the guy. I, he's an Islander fan. That's a bad thing. Oh, so well, I you're not the fan, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, anyway, I savaged the poor kid, and, and there was no reason for it. He, he, he had like, – like Bernie uh, – like, like Lou said, there was, there was no provocation. None. There was not even a statement said before. No, he so. barely said two words to Sid, like, hey, nice wow. to meet you. Hey, let me tell you something, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you I, you I, think I, you I, look here good I, now. Here I thought you had matured beyond these, uh, these feelings. Well, you know, so did I. I mean, look at you. Your, your co-host in the morning show, you, you jacked your damn self. Unbelievable. Yeah. He's living and, uh, by the beach. <laughs> 
beautiful wife, family. He's, he's got everything, and, and he's attacking this I kid. And, Bern, today specifically I'm wearing white pants, this beautiful blue shirt. I'm tan as can be. I can easily be on the cover of any fashion magazine in the country today, and yet, yet, because I'm such a moron, I, I felt compelled to just demolish this poor kid at 5.15 in the morning. So. Well, we, well, we owe this kid. We owe this kid something. We've we, we got to help him out. We've got to do something to make amends because, uh, you know, what you do is a reflection on the show. Oh, the guy's stunned walking out of here. Like, oh, I, get, I met Sid Rosenberg. He just attacked me. Like I thought I was having such a nice overnight. Oh I was, and he's such a smiling, happy. He was. I killed it. Sid yeah. comes in in his yacht outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, but actually, I, I, to Bernie's point, I owe Bernie an apology now because Bernie's right. My, whatever I do or he does or you do, that is a reflection on the show. So to a certain extent, I've even embarrassed Bernard all, this morning. Everybody. Yeah. So yeah. I apologize to yeah. all of you guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Until it happens, like tomorrow. Right. Like tomorrow, I'm going to kill all this right. kid. Well, 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 We'll help the kid out some way, shape, or fashion. Okay. <laughs> and make amends like that. This is this is if, unbelievable. If there's justice, they'll show up at the same photo shoot or something. <laughs> for some uh, That ad. would be funny. That we did be... something together. What the yes. hell are you doing here, you son of a bitch? You're only 23. <laughs> what have you done in life? It was funny, Bern. You would, you would have fallen on the floor laughing if you would have seen it because it just came out of nowhere and was completely unprovoked. Anyway, it is uh, time for the clip of the day. Is that right, Bernard? <laughs> it certainly is. The kid looked like his car was being towed away, like <laughs> he was watching it. Like, oh, what the heck just happened? Oh, God. Oh. Jeez. This is very, very, very unnerving. So anyway, let's get to the clip of the day. Uh, the clip of the day is, and I'm going to tell you what it is. Who is it, Lou? The clip it's, of the day It's your man, Vinny Madunio. Oh, Vinny Madunio. Traffic and sports is coming up next, but right now it is time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Every Saturday and Sunday, dance the night away starting at 5 p.m. Music Radio 77 WABC presents, yes, the Vinny Madunio Show, part of a great music radio weekend lineup. Saturday, it's Vinny playing the hits of the 80s. Then, Cousin Brucey and Tony Orlando. Then, Sundays, it's Vinny playing 60s and 70s. Then, Joe Piscopo. And Deanna Martin, take a listen to Vinny Madunio right now. Play a cut, hey, please. Hey, earlier we did uh, birthdays, of course. We said so. Happy birthday to Vinny and happy birthday to Patty. We also had Ringo's birthday this week. Ringo Starr, one of my favorites. Comes right out of 1973. I know a lot of people think I'm not a big Beatles fan. I like a lot of their solo stuff. But I have to tell you, this one, it's a great song. It's so nostalgic. Makes you feel good. I want you to think of those great photographs and those great memories. Happy birthday, Ringo. I bet. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC. Ah, Lisa Ganji smiling this morning. The Mets get a huge win. Hit three home runs. They take two out of three from the Braves in Atlanta. And now that lead is back to two and a half with the Mets. 21 games above 500 atop the NL East. Beat the Braves yesterday 7-3. to three. Chris Bassett got his seventh win of the year. Mets hit three home runs in this one. A shot by Eduardo Escobar, his 10th. Mark Conna hit number seven. And yes, Francisco Lindor, he went yard as well. 
Lindor gets one in the air to right field. Acuna drifts back, looks up at the wall, and it's out of here. Francisco Lindor with a towering three-run homer. And the Mets lead it 4-0 in the third. Gary Cohen, SNY on the call. The Mets uh, go to Chicago, start a four-game set before the All-Star break with the Cubbies at Wrigley later on today. Again, the lead, two and a half. The Yankees on the Luis Severino fell behind Cincinnati 4 nothing yesterday, but a couple of a big home run for Stanton, his 23rd of the year, tied it. And then eventually on DJ Lemire, who's 34th birthday, and two wild pitches by the Reds, the Yankees got the win. And the pitch. And that one gets away as well. Here comes LeMayu. He scores a walk-off wild pitch. And the Yankees win it 7-6. Michael Kay on the call. Yanks remain 14 ahead of Boston. Nesta Cortez on the mound today. They'll play Cincinnati once again. The Rangers, goodbye to Andrew Kopp. Three years with the Red Wings. Goodbye to Ryan Strom. He goes to Anaheim. Justin Braun back to the Flyers. The Rangers do bring in Vinny Trocek, though, from Carolina. He did score 21 goals a year ago, plus a couple of goaltenders. Andre Palat on his way to the New Jersey Devils. Congratulations, Joe Nolan. And the big one yesterday, Johnny Goudreau. Fresh off his 115-point season with Calgary, signs a seven-year deal with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Sports brought to you by the great Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Check them out, peerlessboilers.com, pavilionpankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. Curtis Sliwa, live in studio at 7 a.m. With sports, I'm Sid. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. And roll out those lazy, crazy, crazy days of summer. That's it. Full of sandwiches and wieners. Now you're set. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. The great Nat King Cole. And there you have the consummate summer song. When I was a kid, anyway, I just love it. I feel it. It's, it's a Friday Eve. It's uh, middle of summer, middle of July right now, and it's a fantastic time of year. Again, uh, we're heard on that 77 WABCF simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And remember this guy, Alex Stein? We had him on the show. He was down in, uh, what was it? It was Texas, Houston. This guy, Alex Stein, he, was, uh, he crashed a uh, drag queen uh, event in Houston <clears throat> where parents took their kids and they had these uh, disgusting trannies, these transvestites and, uh, you know, wearing thongs and all that stuff and they're, they, they, they're doing splits in front of kids and all that. And Alex Stein was there. Hey, you happy? Uh, you, you showed your ass in front of a bunch of kids. And he, anyway, he put them on the spot and he does that. This is what this guy does. So uh, he was uh, on the steps of uh, the Capitol building yesterday and the, uh, you know, House of Representative people walking in, among them AOC. And when I tell you she was wearing a, a dress that was so tight, I mean, it was, it was so short. It was a miniskirt, like a sweater dress, tight, sque- squeezing her butt. I mean, it, she, was, she, she, was, she was dressed to the night to, to go to the club. Yeah, that's how. Uh, I mean, she was looking very, very good. Let's put it that way. She's got a nice and ass. So, yeah. I'll give her that. I mean, that, she's uh, she's dumb as the day bro, is long, but she does have a nice ass. Yes, I said that, it. AOC, tweet about bro, me right now. 
you, uh, you, you go to our, one of our social media pages, and you'll see what I'm talking about. And this dress highlighted it. And she, she was barely wearing nothing. So Alex Stein is on the steps, and he calls it out. Uh, cut 21. It, uh, it's very good to listen to. Even better to go to our social media pages and watch it. A cut 21 loot. Alex see, Stein on the steps of the Capitol. See, Go ahead. my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. <laughs> you look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. I love it. My favorite AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Woo, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. <laughs> so she she tweeted she did start to walk towards him, and she said she, she tweeted out that she was walking toward him to deck him, but she had a vote to go to, so she changed her mind. Yeah, sure. Uh, so anyway, it was just a it's just a, a great little uh, video clip, and that's what this guy does. He puts them on the spot. He makes them uh, feel awkward. Uh, Alex Stein cut twenty. Oh, it was cut twenty one. Go to our social media pages. Now, Donald Trump is in this feud with Elon Musk. We talked about this earlier. But Musk tweeted out uh, more. You know, the, So the, the feud continues. It got a little uglier yesterday. It started Saturday when Trump was at a rally, and he said this about Elon Musk. Cut 27, Lou. Elon is not going to buy Twitter. Where did you hear that before? From me. From a fake account. She says fake. A lot of them. Nah, he's got himself a mess. You know, he said the other day, oh, I've never voted for a Republican. I said, I didn't know that. He told me he voted for me. <laughs> so he's another bullshit artist, but he's not going to be buying it. He's not so that's how it started. It. That's good enough. He called him a BS artist. He's not going to buy it. Whatever. So Musk tweeted out yesterday that Trump should just go away. Then he said that, that if, if he was in the White House, and if he won in 2024, there would be too much drama in the White House. Who wants a bull in a china shop in the White House every day? Uh, that's what he tweeted out. Not too ugly. You know, pretty much uh, the sentiment of a lot of people. But uh, Donald Trump tweeted back. He says, uh, when Elon Musk came to the White House, he asked me for help on all his many subsidized projects, whether it's electric cars that don't drive long enough, driverless cars that crash, or rocket ships to nowhere, without which subsidies he'd be worthless, and telling me how he was a big Trump fan and a Republican, I could have said, drop to your knees and beg, and he would have done it. And that was uh, Trump's response to uh, Musk yesterday. So the feud continues there. And uh, to, to, in Trump's favor, you know, he is the really is odds-on favorite for 2024. Uh, despite all the talk you hear about Senator Ron DeSantis, he comes up way short in the polls. Governor. and not, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, excuse me. And none other than uh, Senator Lindsey Graham uh, sang the praises of Donald Trump yesterday. Cut 32, please, Lou. Well, I think Elon Musk, uh, you know, basically declared Trump dead politically. And, you know, I like Elon fine. But let me just say this. Uh, DeSantos has been a great governor, but this is Trump's party. And Elon Musk will not pick the nominee for the Republican Party in 2024. Republicans will do that, and I like Trump's chances. I like Ron DeSantis, but I know what I'm getting with Trump, the good and the bad and everything in between. Uh, Trump sounds pretty good to me right now. Yes, so he sounds pretty good, and uh, he is the, the leader of the party, essentially. More love from Senator Graham for uh, Donald Trump. Cut 33. Go ahead.
And Ron DeSantos is a great guy, been a great governor, but it was Donald Trump who destroyed ISIS, who killed Soleimani, who secured the border. Nobody else. And he did it once. He can do it again. So I think he'd be very actively involved in the 2022 cycle. And I think that'd be a benefit to Republicans. So there you go, uh, Senator Graham. A lot of people feel that way. More people feel that way than not. It's just that it makes news when uh, people, Republicans, talk down, uh, you know, about Donald Trump. And but the uh, fact remains, if he focuses on 2020, he's he's going to be a loser, I think. So he's got to he's got to put that behind him. When the January 6th committee wraps up, I mean, they're the ones keeping this crap alive, and he responds to it. And uh, so it seems like he's keeping 2020 alive. Maybe he knows better. I would imagine he's being told, and he does. We'll find out, but we're focused on 2022 right now. Yeah, by the way, talking about 2022, that uh, primary between Andrew Garbarino and Robert uh, Cornicelli, thank you, Frankie Diaz, will take place August the 23rd. So Cornicelli is a Republican. Uh He's primarying uh, Andrew Garbarino. That is August 23rd, Bernard. So we have to have Cornicelli on uh, again. We have to have... And then we'll have to put uh, Garbarino on if he wants, you know, equal time because, uh, well, he was on last time and it got a little bit uh, contentious. Yeah. Remember that? And by the way, there is but, no law anymore about equal time. You know, I'm just I'm just putting it out there. That's it, that's over. That's been over for a long time. And if, you, well, if, if the it, station wants to do that and make it their policy, that's one thing. But there is no federal law about equal time. We, we can bring on Trump every day and not pay any attention to the Democrats. I mean, look, truth is, Lee Zeldin's coming on today. Uh, we would put Kathy Hochul on. She would never come. It's a good idea for her not to come, by the way. No, there is no such thing as equal time anymore. That's the beauty of, uh, you know, of, of having, uh, say, say there was a law, an equal time law. Right. You could put on your candidate, but Hochul would never, ever come on well, our show. Of course not. Of course not. But, but, I, I wouldn't either if I was her. But Garbarino, <laughs> Garbarino would want to come on the show because, yes. Yes. because our audience is the, you know, that's, that's the audience that's going to vote for either one of the two. Not only that, so, but I mean, he is, you know, he, he has been handpicked. He's got ringing endorsement by a guy that we bring on every Wednesday that we love dearly, Peter King. So it makes sense oh, for yeah. him to come on. But there is no equal time law that does not exist. Right. It's just a station policy. Right. But, uh, all right. So listen, Joe Biden, he, he mentioned uh, he told the story to try to further the, uh, you know, the, the, the restoration of Roe versus Wade, bemoaning, lamenting the fact that it was overturned. And uh, citing the story of a 10-year-old girl who was raped, that there was no police report on this whatsoever. You would imagine there would be. How would you know about a, 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 a 10-year-old girl being raped if there was no police report? It was kind of weird. The whole story is bizarre. So listen to uh, this Fox News reporter. He explains it because it is very complicated. He explains it. Uh, cut number, well, cut number one, Lou. Go ahead, please. The man who's in jail charged with raping a 10-year-old Ohio girl is 27-year-old Gerson Fuentes, a Guatemalan immigrant who, according to Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, is in this country illegally. He was arraigned today and being held on $2 million bond. Police say Fuentes has admitted raping the girl on at least two occasions, and considering the child just recently turned 10 and was six weeks pregnant, it's likely she was impregnated when she was nine years old. Police were notified about the pregnancy by child services in Franklin County, Ohio, who in turn were notified by the girl's mother. The 10-year-old crossed state lines and went to Indianapolis for an abortion and was cared for by Dr. Caitlin Bernard, who apparently leaked the girl's story to the Indianapolis Star Tribune during an abortion rights protest. 
Dr. Bernard is now facing a HIPAA violation for sharing the story. During a news conference attacking the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade, President Biden said the girl was forced to travel to Indiana after abortion was restricted in Ohio. But the Ohio Attorney General says Ohio's abortion law has a medical emergency protection clause that would have allowed the girl to remain in state. It's unclear why the Ohio AG was unaware of the rape case, considering Columbus police were notified back on June 22nd. We should note Franklin County, Ohio, where Columbus is located, is a sanctuary jurisdiction where illegal immigrants are protected. ICE has filed a detainer on Fuente, so if he's released, they would take custody. But if he is found guilty, he could spend life in prison. So the doctor didn't report the rape to the police because she knew that this was an illegal immigrant. She's one of these woke tards, and she didn't want to get the illegal immigrant in trouble. Believe it or not, uh, she, she opted to, to allow this illegal immigrant rapist to be, be out on the street and co to continue to menace this 10-year-old because he's free uh, as opposed to reporting him. And that's why, uh, there was, that's why we didn't know. There was no arrest of anybody, uh, although you heard the reporter there talk about the Columbus police knew on June 22nd, but this lady didn't report the rape. So they, they but they wanted to use the story to uh, to try to you know to further their case for abortion, and it's kind of odd. So anyway, this lady's in trouble. This Dr. Uh, Lee Bernard, she's in big trouble. She took the girl to uh, Indianapolis, but the Indianapolis uh, Attorney General says, "Yo, this is a crime not to report a rape. This woman is in trouble." Uh, listen to the Indianapolis uh, Attorney General on that. Cut four, please, Lou. Then we have the rape, and then we have this uh, abortion activist acting as a doctor with a history of failing to report. So we're gathering the information, we're gathering the evidence as we speak, and we're going to fight this uh, to the end. Uh, including looking at her licensure uh, if she failed to report. And in Indiana, it's a crime uh, for, uh, to not report, to intentionally not report. So, so she was more interested in the fight for abortion than getting a rapist, uh, an illegal immigrant rapist, off the street. And, and they, they, were, they were embarrassed about the fact that he was an illegal immigrant because obviously it gives, uh, it gives our side some ammunition about the border. So essentially... Uh, who has this rape on his hands? Joe Biden is responsible for this girl getting raped. Joe Biden allowed this guy to come across the border because it's wide the freak open. And uh, who called it? Who called it but none other than the aforementioned Donald Trump? This is Donald Trump back in 2015. Uh, cut number, uh, what is it, cut number 20, Lou? Uh, go ahead, whatever it was I told you. Going, oh, 26, go ahead, 26. When Mexico sends its people... They're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. But I speak to border guards, and they tell us what we're getting. I guess we lost Bernie. Uh, I think uh, where Trump hurt himself there, and Bernie is going to give him credit because he mentioned, oh, the Mexican rapist, when he said, some I assume are good people. Stupid. He should have just said, you know, some are good people, not I assume. But to Bernie's point, yes, uh, Donald Trump did talk about 
some of the troubled individuals that were coming here and uh, Trump was right. And Trump, listen, (laughs) the more you look back to the things that Donald Trump said, the more right he was. I mean, that's the bottom line. I had a discussion yesterday with somebody on the ferry traveling back to uh, the Rockaways, young lady, and uh, she's from Iran. She moved here when she was 14 years old. She's married with a child, lives on the Upper East Side, and we got really into it. Iran, Israel, America, and uh, she hates Donald Trump. She doesn't like Joe Biden either. She's a Democrat, but she hates Trump. And uh, by the time she got off the ferry, I'm pretty sure she was buying a Make America Great hat again. (laughs) That's how how I convinced her. But who knows? She may have left the ferry and said, boy, that guy was an a-hole, and thank God I got away from him. But at least on the boat, she seemed like she was picking up on it because the truth is, uh, as Bernie was about to point out, Donald Trump was right on a lot of stuff. One quick note, I will never, ever, ever watch the Emmys again. Never. Not that I watched it before, mind you. I've never watched the Emmys. But I keep telling everybody, and Bo Deedle and others can attest to this, I was the first one here in New York City to tell everybody the best show on television by a distance is Yellowstone. Not even close on the Paramount Network. Kevin Costner, who has won an Academy Award for Dancing with Wolves, has done an amazing job with that show. Not a good job, an amazing job. Do you know that the Emmy nominations came out and Yellowstone was not nominated once? Not once! Let me tell you something. Forget about Kevin Costner. The girl that plays his daughter on the show, Kelly Riley, that's the best acting job I've, maybe I've ever seen. I mean, we had Jamie Lynn Sigler and Lorraine Brockowan from The Sopranos yesterday. They were great So was Jimmy Gandolfini, Tony Sirico, all of them, Stephen Van Zandt, Kelly Riley, who plays Costner's daughter, maybe the best I've ever seen. No nomination. Cole Hauser, Luke Grimes, uh, Wes Bentley, Kevin Costner, nothing. Now, the prequel, 1883, nominated twice. But you know what? For cinematography and music, nothing for people like Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. So that is a terrible, terrible job by the Emmys. Yellowstone is the best show on television. Not one nomination, not one. Absolutely disgraceful. More of Bernie and Sid on a Thursday, right after this. We're doing it live! Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. song this is a radiohead creep this is the pg version because they do use the f word quite a bit so effing special now this is a great summer song it really is i agree (laughs) it's a great any time of the year song uh bernie's back uh the technical difficulties are over as we start hour number two on this great thursday morning so one of the reasons why curtis sliwa's show is great not only his weekend show where he, he basically does every hour all weekend long but his uh, noon to one show weekdays, and uh, he does a fantastic job. But again, uh, th- there are many days where the show is basically about me. Uh, two days ago, for example, the whole damn show was about 
me. Uh, my ferry ride back to Rockaway, my cousin Norm in, in, in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, where those kids were calling out the cops. So uh, as we start this conversation with Bernie Sid and Curtis Sliwa, the iconic, legendary Hall of Fame guardian angel Curtis Sliwa, I would ask you this. If I wasn't here or back in New York, what the hell would you talk about, Curtis? I'm oh, there's so much to talk about. First off, <laughs> why didn't you come in with Dirt McGirt in honor of Bernard McGirt? Remember ODB? Of course. 36 Chambers, Wu-Tang Clan. You remember that's your brother, Bernie, right? Yeah, well, what's this Baby Dirt McGirt? Jesus. Dirt McGirt, the old dirty bastard, one of the old time greats. He had a song called Dirt McGirt. No, no, no. Hey, baby Jesus. Yes. Wu Tang Clan. What's yeah, yeah, wrong no, with you, I know, Bernie? I know ODB. I don't know Old Dirty Bastard, the Wu Tang Clan. I don't know anything about Dirt McGirt. Don't worry, we'll get it for you. <laughs> but uh, see, I, I like how you changed the topic. So, what would you talk about? Oh, here? okay. So, <laughs> well, let's get this. First of all, Bernie, yeah. while you were uh, dropped from the uh, stratosphere there, yeah. I hear all of a sudden Sid talking about I'm on the fast ferry with this Iranian woman. Yes. Probably a Persian, no doubt, who should have been in Great Neck instead of out in the Rockaways. Well, she lives on the Upper East Side. She's dumb enough to pay Manhattan rent like you are, by the way. Oh, <laughs> and I got to pay for your speed ferry rides along with Lou. Hey, like like I said, yeah, if you are willing to pay rent on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, if you're dumb enough to do that, you bet your ass Bernie, you pay Bernie, for Bernie, my can ferry. can you imagine? <laughs> he swipes a Metro card, 275 yeah. We got to pay $15 oh, for well, every Sid ride along with Lou's ride oh, out well, there. We, yeah, we've talked about this before, uh, that we're subsidizing these guys' commute oh, well, home, for God's sake. Okay. Put you on a freaking it, tugboat. It's you want to go out to the Rockaway? On a tugboat. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Uh, as Bill de Blasio, I can't believe I'm quoting Bill de Blasio, but I am, said on John Katz and Matini's show, Katz at Night, a couple of days ago, uh, the, you know, there's no homeless, there's no crime, uh, you get to go out on the water like the love boat, like a cruise every single day. You it's, know it's the only way to travel in New York. In fact, not only should you pay for it, they need more ferries. You know, Coney there, Island. Are, there are garbage barges, there are sludge barges. <laughs> we can put you on that. Slow, slow barge, sludge barge. Yeah. To the Irish Riviera. Hey, Curtis, it's very simple. You can you can uh, stop marrying women uh, every other year. And uh, thank God Nancy's been around for a long time and paying all these ridiculous uh, you know uh, marriage payments. Buy a house out by me, Bernie, and Lou. Hop on the ferry as well, and not have to worry about living through the crime and getting beat up in Manhattan like you do every day. Wait a second. Uh, and they can have all your uh, kids scattered throughout the five boroughs. They can come out in the summer. <laughs> And swim at the beach. Right, and a big house for all your cats. It would be lovely. How about the old Abe Beam house in the Ponza? <laughs> the shortest mayor ever. He had to stand on 10 telephone books. That's true. In order for you to see it. Maybe one of the worst. Wait, wait, not the worst. That's the Blasio. And Adams is giving him a run for the money now. No doubt. By no the way, doubt. did you see him playing drums yesterday? No. This is like Nero, you know, playing the fiddle while home birds. He's playing <laughs> drums outside of City Hall. You know, oh those God. plastic drums they turn upside down? Yeah, sure. What is wrong with this guy? Murder rate is up. Computers are crashing. People are getting monkey pox. It's sort of like, yeah, don't have sex, gay guys. That's how you don't get monkey pox. I mean, it's kind of easy, right? I mean, I think of it. Don't have sex. And it's so bizarre to watch them line up uh, and the TV cameras descend on them. And they, and that's the only reason why they're doing it is because they could have gay sex. They can't have it without this uh, vaccine. And they're very distraught about it. But uh, it, it is kind of amusing to watch them wait to get the vaccine so they can have sex with each other. Yeah, not only that, the uh, New York City Health Department there describes that if you're going to have sex, 
do it with your clothes on or what? stay six feet apart <laughs> and uh, pleasurize yourself while oh, looking God. at one another. Yeah. Uh, that's a, this that's, is that's crazy. That's real. <laughs> Listen, we, we actually, uh, Bernie played a you know, commercial, a PSA, yes. earlier this morning. I know you know about this, too, where they uh, they are warning New Yorkers about, uh, I guess they feel like it's going to happen. Like it's, it's a not, nuclear it's, attack. It's, right, a nuclear attack. Oh, yeah. Not a matter of if, a matter of when. So here we are, uh, believe it or not, in New York City. They are warning us, preparing us for a nuclear attack. Wait, hey, you, know, you know what they could call a nuclear attack on New York City? Urban renewal. <laughs> just, 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 just clean it up and start oh, it all over, oh, man. Wh- 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 why is Adams doing this in only 90 seconds? We grew up with his us baby boomers. It was duck and cover. Your, your teacher was in the front. If the air raid siren went on, you had to jump underneath the desk. You had to put your hands behind your head and kiss your tuckers, both cheeks at the same time, until the teacher told you it was over. In fact, I remember St. Matthew's School. There it was, the Irish nuns. It was December 16th, 1960. Two planes had crashed over Staten Island. One plane crashed right in the park slope as a result of that. You heard a sonic boom. It was 10 in the morning. Sister Ruth said, this is it. She starts saying the rosaries, the Hail Marys, the All Fathers. We're doing duck and cover. She goes, it's over. It's over. Just make sure you confess whatever sins that you've committed. I said, where's the priest? We need a priest to confess. Confess that. We were so trained that Nikita Khrushchev would bury us. Remember? I remember, but... They used to have in the projects, they had signs, fallout shelter, and they would have rooms with barrels full of uh, supplies That's right. that you could go into and stay, you know, in, in case of a nuclear attack. I mean, it was real. It was a real, that was a real threat because we had the Soviet Union. I don't know who they're worried about right now. I mean, with Putin and the Chinese, uh, they're not going to do that and, and at, at the this best point. One, the best one, Bernard, is the woman who comes out, the uh, Adams appointee says, and if you're in your car, find a building. <laughs> Don't yeah, leave stupid. your car. Yeah. You, you say to yourself, wait a second, I'm on the Bell Park, Great Grand Central Expressway, the FDR. There's no buildings around there. None. Right. None. Are you going to do a home invasion? Yeah, I know. You're just going to walk out, leave your car on the Gowanus, I guess. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's beyond ridiculous. Now, uh, one of the shows that you do, the many yeah. that you do, yeah. WABC, always broadcasting, Curtis. And, uh, wait a second. Uh, that's not true because I saw a full-page ad. Right. On behalf of you and Bernard McGurk, New York Post, full page. Well, that's true, yes. I mean, I hate to break yeah. this to you because you Very are nice. a Hall of Famer and nobody appreciates your talents more than me and Bernie, but we're the real stars of the station. But that's yeah, but fine. I get a little smidgen. <laughs> I get a, a little mention. Uh, you guys, full page. Uh, what is this? Listen, your weekends. You know. But listen. Uh, but, uh, it's uh, priorities. Uh, that's right. But you do a weekend show yes. with uh, the uh, Anthony Weiner. And uh, it was made public yesterday that his ex-wife, Huma Aberdeen, is uh, banging the very famous actor Bradley Cooper these days. So will that be a major topic of discussion? Uh, it better be with you and Anthony coming up this weekend. What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, you know, uh, you know uh, exactly uh, what I'm talking about. That, that, that means no. You're, you're probably the one who broke it. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. So you want me to talk about this to Anthony Weiner? Yes, I do. Then he brings up... All these gumadas I've had, all these ex wives. No, 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 no. no, this, no, no this is no. different. This is Come different. This, this is a ratings bonanza. If you, if you said everybody right now, we're going to get the, the true feelings from Wiener on how he feels about Huma and Bradley Cooper, you will get the best ratings that the station has ever seen on a weekend. In fact, if I'm Chad or John listening right now, I would actually mandate that the first thing you say to Wiener is, how do you feel about Cooper banging your ex wife? And then all of a sudden, there will be crickets. 
You I, know he's not going to answer well, that well, question. Well, Bob, when he, uh, that's, that's fine. But at you, least you, you have to ask wait, it. You got to ask it. You're here to start trouble, right? Yes. You're here to make yes. double trouble between me and Anthony Weiner. That's correct. I don't get the full page yet. <laughs> no, now all of a sudden no, we knock we're Anthony Weiner out of the box. Hey, Curtis, we're trying to get you this full page. Right. Ad. This, this is, gonna this be a front is page how you do it. Oh. Thank you, Bernard. This is this you, is this is ratings bonanza. Front page ad material. This is page six, right? Should be a Should be a paid front page ad tomorrow. Tomorrow, advertising the fact that you're going to be with Weiner on Saturday. Yeah, right, I like right. it. Good, good, good. So good thing. You, you better do this. You better. Good thing. And Bernard, I just told you about it three minutes. No, 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 I, know, I know. But it's a collaboration. <laughs> it's a collaboration. So, here. But you better do it come this weekend. That's all I'm saying. And Bernie's saying the same thing. And Bernie's right. Make sure you do it this yeah. weekend. If you don't, then I will tell you, as tough as you are, beating up people in the streets, protecting New Yorkers for the better part of 40 years. Seriously, you're as tough as they come. Uh, and we'll have to dub you a pussy come Monday. Wait a second. Huh? That's right. You know well, how you use the P word, <laughs> are you? Yes, I am. If you if see, you don't do that with Anthony because you're you're are you scared of Anthony Weiner? Uh Sid, you realize I have a kill list every day of people <laughs> that I want to kill. Do you want to go to the top of the list, Sid? Do you wanna you know, Bernie's not here to protect you, you know, so with his ship. You know, when it used to be Lawrence of Arabia. Get ready. You know, I the mean, coronavirus is a new variant coming. Bernie, you're going to have to be Lawrence of Arabia again. With the schmott on your head and the ship. Remember the ship you used to have in your sleep? I certainly do, yes. Listen, uh... You can only push Curtis so far, I guess, uh, oh is what he's God. saying right here. <laughs> I guess. But, uh, but, but, but seriously, Curtis, yes, you're not man. going to talk to Anthony Weiner whatsoever about this Bradley Cooper thing? Wait, wait, wait. You've given me good reason to think here. Because uh-huh. you know me, I exploit everything, right? Uh, right. You're the first to do it. I like this. I mean, if Eric Adams was banging Uma, you would go there in two seconds. Oh, my God. I'd be all over it 24 7, 365. You're absolutely right. I cannot bifurcate hey. this and, and exempt yeah. Wiener. But all of a sudden, pile on Eric Adams. That's here. right. It's but there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with what she's doing. Oh. There's nothing wrong with that, any of this. It's all on the up and up, and it's all, it's all publicly Isn't known. Isn't this guy running for vice president, right? Isn't this guy running? Eric Adams? No, no, no. no. Uh, Bradley. Bradley, oh, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Vice president? You know, right. with, with Howard Stern. You know, a guy yes. who won't even go outside of his house. Oh, that He's going to run true. for president. I mean, Curtis, see, Curtis is actually really up on everything. It is true that when Howard announced he's running for president two weeks ago, he did announce that his vice president was Cooper, and Cooper, yes. by the way, was enthusiastic about being his vice president. So you're right. He could be the next vice president. So maybe too. that's why Huma's jumping on board. Well, well. I mean, think about that. <laughs> well, Bernie, you know, it's funny. We were talking about the other day, and Stern is as liberal as it gets. I mean, he's turned into a real backstabber, Donald Trump and all that. So, and Huma, of course, is Wait, this uh, Hillary guy was Clinton's for the best death friend. penalty. Remember? He I wanted do. to run for governor. Yes. Remember when Pataki was running against uh, Mario Facha Bruta Como? And there was how it's a death penalty, death penalty. What the hell happened to the guy? Well, it's the only way he can survive the blackface scandal. He has to, to turn uh, woke. Yeah. And, and then they'll leave him alone because he has that blackface scandal. If he was a right winger, uh, he, he'd be off the air by now. Is that why you're a hero, Joe Rogan? Oh, Joe Rogan, he's what everything. My hero? Well, you mentioned My well, hero's Howard Stern. No, 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 I, no, no, I, I like Joe Rogan because uh, I have a book coming out, and he's got the number one podcast, so I've been sending him messages to get on his show. Yeah, on, so, so I have an, an he agenda says, here. Oh, I'm not going to interview Trump because yeah. I might help him. Yeah. Well, who has he helped get elected? Joe was, yeah, he was Nobody. for Bernie the Altachacanus, <laughs> then the Libertarian candidate, yeah. then he was for Michelle Obama, no, right? No, now he's for DeSantis, and then he says, oh, I'm not going to interview Trump because I might help him. 
What is he going to help him with? Listen, I think he's a putz. I understand he's, he's very, very popular. He voted for Flores down in Texas. Now he's becoming a Republican, and we love that, me and Bernie. All I want to do is promote my book. How do That's you all know? I care about. And he, by the way, he looks like <laughs> Uncle Fester. Just, uh, I, I don't know if anybody <laughs> know, ever he seen does. him. So, he does, Bernie. The guy acts yeah. like a tough guy. How about me and him in the ring? Huh? How about you me and him in the ring? Absolutely. Curtis, he's tough. He he's, is he, tough. He, 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 he works is. out UFC with the mixed matter. martial arts The guy, guy. claims Curtis. he's from Newark, New Jersey. This guy spent all of five seconds in Newark, New Curtis, Jersey. Curtis, how are you going to fight Joe Rogan in the ring if you're afraid to ask Anthony Weiner oh, about oh, his wife? No, 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 that's a good I mean, point. No, I like you. the way you, you circle back. <laughs> I, I like the way you circle back because I am a bit of a wuss when it comes to that. I got to really think about this. I got to contemplate this. Got Look him. at my navel and wonder what kind of a, a broadcaster are you, Curtis, if you don't ask this question? Hey, Bernie, wait till the email. I swear to God, by noon today, there's going to be an email sent out by Katz and Chad. Curtis, you make sure mm. you start with I'm that. I'm the chosen Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Right? And, and, and they're the guys with that would take this full-page ad out tomorrow. Right. Please, promoting please. that fact. Anything for a full-page ad. <laughs> oh, I'll do anything. Come on, Bernie. This You're is, teasing me. Yo, this is the issue, Curtis, right here. This will get it for you because oh, this will make national news. You know, entertainment, you know, every, time, every political. time I get my hard copy in the New York Post, I see you guys full page. It ads. kills you. I know it I kills you. I want to impale I know. myself. I know it kills you. I know. But Bernie's right. This will get you on Fox News and Entertainment oh, Fox Tonight. Fox News, too? And Entertainment oh, Tonight. And, and TMZ and all of them. TMZ, Harvey Levin. God, right. this is better than sex. But oh, I'm, my well, God. That comes from a guy who never had sex, obviously. <laughs> Come on, yeah, Curtis. Hold on a second. Where did those three kids come from, huh? Well, that was they a long time ago. No, that was a long time ago, obviously. Sure. I like uh, but, this. But I like this. I'll tell you this. what. Who Mabagin is having sex with Bradley Cooper, if you haven't heard. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> interested. I'm, i got to ask the question. i got to figure out how I'm going to groove it. Groove that question so that he's got to answer it. And I can't let him go anywhere else in that That's entire right. hour That's until it. he answers this question. Now, what time is this uh, show? And what's it's three to four. First, he's on in the middle, two to three by himself. Then right. I jump in left versus right. And this is Saturday. That's right. This right. Saturday, I'm going to say, forget the left versus right. Let's get down it. a page. Right six. to it. Let's do one it. page. I saw you on the front of the post looking over Bradley Cooper's shoulder, right? We saw that. We uh, saw on the side. Uh, we said hey, yesterday. Listen, yes. it's not like she's banging the Jumani Williams. I mean, this is this is, oh, this, is all, cool. this is this is all good stuff. This is very good. It's stuff. a Hollywood yes. uh, yes. movie. This is going to elevate guy. me. Forget everything else. No. This is going to elevate right. this me. This is what you needed. You know, all those. How many years, interviews will I get? I mean, uh, you'll end up with twenty. Oh, Entertainment Tonight, Newsmax, Fox News, TMZ. Oh, Who God, knows? It's like I mean, yeah. that's my drug, yeah. as you know. I'm lens like. Well, this is this is the revenge you'll get on Ron Kuby, who holds you oh. back all those years. Oh, whose mommy is a commie. You, you had to ruin <laughs> my morning, right? Ron Kuby, whose mommy is a... He testified on behalf of John Gotti Jr. in that trial. Yeah, was where you tried to kidnap and kill me. Why did you do this shit? And then you guys went to work the next morning together. That's I don't right. know how the oh, hell that oh, happened. What, what a massacre What, what, what is, is this story that uh, Valentine just oh, put in front of you? Let me have to go. Al Bradley Cooper over. and Huma Abedin are the new George... And um, Amal Kuruni. You see what I'm saying? This is huge. That's true. All right, so me Where and Bernie. live in Como, Como, Italy, right? Yes, he does, yes. So me and Bernie have given you your marching orders. Yes. And uh, now, Bernie, I want your honest opinion. Give me the percentage that Curtis follows our lead. Uh, I, I say 90%. Oh, he, wow. Good, he good. has. 
He look, I he'll do now. it. He'll do it in a polite way, but he will do it. I have, have to, to now. My has to my, be my cheese is on the line. My huevos, yes. my yes. culions is on the line. There it is. It's the elephant in the room. There it is. Come on. So there, two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Three, three to four. No, 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 no. We're changing it. You're going to do two to four with Anthony this Saturday, and you're going to spend the first five minutes talking about justice. And I get a full page ad, and then you'll get a full page ad. I promise. And take calls. Oh, even a great idea, Bernie. I will die and go to Radio Talk Nirvana Heaven. Hey, listen, laugh all you want. This is the best segment you've ever done in your whole life, just so you know. (laughs) No, the best segment I'm ever going to do is Saturday. Oh, that's right. You listen. Everybody listen. Two to four on Saturday here at WABC. Well done. The great Curtis Lee. He really is so great, no matter what he's talking about, whether he's talking about the city, national stuff, or even stuff like this. He'll be on all weekend long. He's on 12.15 to 1 o'clock every weekday afternoon. He is, and I mean this sincerely, and I don't give out a lot of props to other people because I'm just uh, I'm jealous. He is one of the greatest radio personalities in the history of our media. We'll take a short break. And a crime fighter. And a, that's right, too. That's right. But more Bernie and Sin on Thursday right after this. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Thursday, many Americans do not understand exactly why violent crime is rising in America. It has little to do with guns, the police, or poor people needing things. It has everything to do with race. Many progressive prosecutors like Bragg in New York City, Bodine in San Francisco, Fox in Chicago, believe our criminal justice system is racist because of the number of African Americans in jail. So ideologically driven DAs now don't even charge criminals unless the crime is heinous. Thus, armed drug dealers and gang members are protected in many cities, and the bad guys know it. The horror of the progressive vision on law enforcement is reflected in the frightening number of minority victims. Poor folks in the inner cities live in fear because misguided DAs refuse to protect them. Nearly every day, children playing are gunned down. The villain George Soros routinely pumps big money into political action committees that promote soft-on-crime candidates. And it's all legal despite it being immoral. So that's why violence is sweeping America, and only the voters can stop it. Get rid of the progressive DAs. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. (laughs) Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. What do you hear? What do you say? What do you hear? What do you say? I'm glad to see you. 
What do you hear? What do you say, Jerry? Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Who is this guy? I believe in miracles. Yeah. Where you from? You sexy, sexy thing. We heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app, ladies and gentlemen, simulcast on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. Uh, uh, Curtis Lee, uh, seriously, on a serious note, I love Curtis Lee like like I love nobody else. He is just one hell of a, a, a human being, a New York icon. He's such a good guy and a talent, as you point out, Sid, a great radio host and uh you know, just giving his life over to fighting crime and yep. uh, helping the homeless, which I wouldn't do. Nope. But he, he's he's out there and, uh, you know, with no mask on in the middle of COVID, he's picking them up off the platforms on the floors. He's feeding them. He actually it, yeah. feeds them. It's and unbelievable. Then, exactly right. No, on a serious note, he's, uh, he's a really a terrific guy. And by the way, he's one of the, of course, you're the main reason, main, when I say main, I mean 99%, but... Uh, he is one of the reasons why I'm back in New York and working with you today because there were five or six people oh. that were very enthusiastic about me coming back, and he was one of them. Listen, there was a cabal of us. We we were, yes, I know that. I was there. There was, like I say, a cabal. We were working hard to uh, thwart uh, Imus's, uh pick to, uh, you know, to host that midday show. It was Mike Lupic, and that was his pick, and our pick was you. Yes. And it was, it, was you. You, it was Curtis, it was myself, it was Jill. There was a couple of other uh, people. Pete Morgan. Pete Mor- well, yeah, Pete Morgan, he, he the advertiser, and, yep. and Chad Lopez. Yep. Well, Chad was the one who made the ultimate decision because it wasn't just Imus. It was Craig Schwab, the PD at the time. He wanted who, Lupica. He was Lupica, Mike yeah. McVeigh, uh, one of the so, cumulus bosses, wanted uh, Lupica. So between you and Curtis and right. Chad, Chad Lopez, this will go down as uh, Chad's greatest decision in the history of his career <laughs> to put you and I mean it, to put you and I together yeah. to make Bernie and Sid the midday show, and in doing that, having the balls to do what a lot of PDs wanted to do up here but wouldn't do it, which is bring me back to New York City. Do you think Luke would have had a, a, a full-page New York Stop. Post uh, ad Number one show? Number one, Number show? one morning uh, talk please, show in New please, York City? Please. I doubt it. Right. So, yes, uh, Chad Lopez, incredible foresight on his part. Uh, now, listen. Somebody that doesn't have incredible foresight. I saw this yesterday. I wanted to barf. Uh, this was uh, deja vu all over again. Uh, this was just yesterday. Dr. Fauci talking about this new variant. Just listen to this, and then uh, we'll opine on the other side. Cut seven, please, Lou. When you're in an area where you have a high dynamic of infection, and we're not talking about mandating anything, but we're saying recommending people when they are in indoor congregate settings uh, to wear a mask. Indoor congregate settings. I thought it was done hearing language like that. Wearing They're going to hang this guy like they did Mussolini by his feet from a light pole. Shut up and go away. Get the hell out of here. Nobody wants to hear that crap. It's done. It's over. Don't. And you're done. And you're a, Why does he still have a job? Uh, I mean, I was just uh, mortified <laughs> to hear this crap. I, I mean... I don't advocate for them hanging him uh, uh, from a lamppost, but if he keeps it up, I mean, nobody, nobody on, on either side. I mean, there were a few, uh, you know, woke uh, idiots out there who would wear masks, but nobody, the mass majority of people, they're done with this crap, completely, totally done with it. And then you have uh, inflation. You have inflation that's hurting everybody. Joe Biden, well, we're going to stick with the war in Ukraine as long as it takes. He's blaming inflation on the war in Ukraine, which is not true, by the way. 
but he's still going to pump money into that place. He's not going to uh, drill for oil. It's hurting working people, inner city residents. Listen to some inner city residents uh, who are directly impacted by high gas prices and food prices at the uh, at the bodegas. Cut number twenty eight. Go ahead, Lou. Gas is going up, going up, but uh, uh, people's paycheck ain't going up. I am a vegetarian now because of the price of meat. Can no longer afford it. I have to limit my groceries a little now, so I can't really get what I want all the time. I love seafood, but I, I, I just can't afford it. So I do my fillets and call it quits and suck my thumb and pretend. Joe Biden needs to step up to the plate, for real. I'm a Democrat. We probably don't. I, next year I'm voting Republican. Probably get more done than the Democrats. See what I'm saying? See, see, see. They don't realize they're losing everybody, everybody. That's why his poll numbers are what is it? Thirty-three percent approval rating. Yep. Nine out of ten people say the country's going in the wrong freaking direction, and one of the reasons is not just the Biden. It's the people he appointed. This uh, this conga line of uh, woke buffoons, incompetent woke buffoons that he has around him, just just horrible. Senator Kennedy yesterday on those people, uh, kind of amusing. Cut number 19. Go ahead. A majority of Americans think that the people that President Biden has appointed to run his government are deeply weird. And they are. Uh, Many of these appointees, they curl up in a protective ball if you use the wrong pronoun. Uh, They pride themselves on not prosecuting criminals. Their, uh, their executive skills extend no further than ordering a pizza. There you go. He's right about that. They have no experience in the private sector. And that's why it's a disaster right now. And you're losing inner city blacks. You, lose, you lost the Latinos, the tacos, and now you're losing the blacks. Uh, this guy, this black guy, this rap uh, rapper, I guess, rap artist, uh, I, don't, I forget his name, but either way, he put out this song about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, and it was pretty good. Cut number 25, Lou. Let's see if we can decipher some of the words he says. Hey, you know what's really wild? That your own a pedophile. Why you getting called that by your own child? It's a pedo Peter every time a phone down. Wow. Hunter, are you in with hookers while he wearing crack? Whoa. They call it a conspiracy, but I'm saying facts. Whoa. In the mansion up in Cali, but who pay for that? Whoa. The media don't cover it up like he ain't your hat. Can we check the age? Wasn't you on Epstein Island? Can we check the page? Hunter needs to be in prison, pit him in the cage. I thought he was clean, seemed like he ain't changed his ways. And now they working for charisma, how he get a raise? 10% for the big guy, who all getting paid? I still don't know why he recorded, is it blackmail? But do you really think any of them will go to jail? They say Tannic and all of them will go to hell. You a lame hunter and your daddy lame as well. It's obvious, but if you blind and read it in Braille, with a corruption never end, only time will tell. President's son is a crackhead. But you the smartest guy, he noticed what your dad said. Is he the real president or Jack Lee? Why is everyone that voted for your dad dead? <laughs> there you have it. The president's son is a president's son is a crackhead. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. And I think those inner city people would like that as well. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, YouTube. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
everybody wants to rule the world. We just want Lee Zeldin to rule the state of New York. I tell you, very reminiscent of what Donald Trump did back in 2016 when he wiped out 17 contenders, some of them pretty good. That was a very fiery primary here between Harry Wilson, Rob Astorino, Andrew Giuliani, and Lee Zeldin in their effort to take on Kathy Hochul in November. And only one man was standing on that Tuesday about two weeks ago, and that is the pride of Shirley Long Island, the great Congressman Lee Zeldin. So here he is, our one shot to save this state, a guy that's been a friend of both mine and Bernard's now for many, many years. And the bigger question is, can he now get a table at Peter Luger? Here he is, Lee Zeldin. Lee, welcome back. Sid, Bernie, how are you, pal? Hey, good morning, guys. It's great to be with you. It's great to have you back. That uh, that got kind of vicious. Uh, We weren't sure before whether or not it was going to get that ugly between the four of you guys because, again, we really worried about beating Kathy Hochul in November. But I think you'd be the first to admit, Lee, that uh, that got very contentious. Yeah, listen, I want to give a lot of credit, especially to uh, Andrew and Rob. I mean, they called me up Tuesday night of the primary had great conversations with both of them over the phone um i mean you know i i, I know you've had andrew on the line since yeah. the primary i'm not sure if you had uh you know, rob on no but, nobody uh, just you and andrew that's it so they uh you know they have been great since the primary and we're going to be doing events uh together that have been scheduled uh so you know while that was a hotter june leading up to the uh, the june 28th primary uh, it's a united move going forward to make sure that Kathy Hochul is removed from office this November because the stakes are are too high for us to spend the next four months fighting amongst ourselves and then ending up with more of the same because we in this state will experience rock bottom. There's too many people relying on all of us to come together, to work together, to save the state. Absolutely right. Congressman Lee Zeldin on the Bernie and Sid Show running for governor of the state of New York. We support you a thousand percent, uh, Lee Zeldin. A thousand percent. You're a great guy. You represented your district uh, well. Uh, you know, you, you acquitted yourself uh, like a statesman the past several years as congressman from Long Island. And you had this uh, Iraq war experience. You were there. You're, you're an actual war veteran. I mean, you have such a great resume. Uh, you're the guy. You're the guy. And we are uh, full throatedly supporting you. I just want to state that. And uh, some of these issues out there, a lot of the people are, are turning on the Democrats, of course, because of crime, inflation, everything else. And one of the stories was the uh, the bodega story, the bodega clerk. And that is a huge issue. That's an issue that resonates with uh, all people. They see crime and they see the DA siding with the damn criminal. And that's, uh, that's an issue for you to exploit. And I know you have been doing it. You were outside uh, Bragg's office yesterday. Tell us your thoughts on that and what happened uh, yesterday outside Bragg's office. As we are here having this conversation this morning, Jose Alba is still wearing an ankle monitor facing a murder charge. The The woman who stabbed him in the couple's attack on Alba still hasn't been charged. As we know, Alvin Bragg still hasn't been fired, not just for this case, but his refusal to do his job on all sorts of cases. And Kathy Hochul is still in hiding on Bragg and Alba. Uh, so th- this is an issue not just you know looking backwards at what happened July 1st, but what happened afterwards. I mean, this is the criminal justice system upside down. And there's a lot of people who are innocent, law-abiding citizens 
who fear that they might be the next one to get attacked, but also think about what would have happened if there was no video in this case. Mm. Right. I mean, Good point. Jose Alba mm. might end up spending many, many, many years behind bars uh, with a murder charge, and uh, the, the whole thing is just, it's just not right. The system should always be rallying behind the law-abiding citizens and cracking down on the people who don't respect the rule of law and hurting others. And if you're a DA, that stands for district attorney, not defense attorney. And if you want to be a defense attorney, go be a defense attorney. Kathy Hochul should be very publicly today condemning Bragg, calling for the charges on Alba to be dropped, calling for that woman who stabbed him to be prosecuted. Prosecuted, and she should be removing Alvin Bragg. And that's that's what many of us are talking about, and that was certainly part of the theme when we got together outside of Bragg's office. She hasn't said a word, by the way, nothing from Kathy Hulk of hearing about doing all those things, which she'll never do, by the way, ever. But, but she hasn't way, even said anything. I mean, nothing. She, <laughs> she was asked about it. And yeah. she's, she actually, her position is that she shouldn't be involved. She should not weigh in. She should not have anything to say. Now, we don't have recall elections in New York. The governor has the constitutional authority to remove a DA who refuses to enforce the law. Right. In this state of 19 million people, Kathy Hochul is actually the only one who has power to do something about it. Right, and she, uh, she won't do it. Eric Adams uh, said the same thing she said, too, by the way. I don't get involved in these things. I stay out of it. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Anyway. But it's a, it is a state office, and it is yes. her purview, yes. not Eric Adams. It's, she right. has she the can power. Fire him. Yeah, she can fire him. That's right. And one of the things about Hochul Lee that I also hope you harp on above and beyond what she hasn't done for the state is i got to tell you, in less than a year, at least the perception of corruption is immense from her husband's bogus merchandising concession deal at the Buffalo Bills football stadium to this donor that all of a sudden is fixing her office to her, her lieutenant governor being not just fired but arrested. The guy was arrested, and she still she, – she knew all this, and she still appointed him. So the, the corruption in and around her in less than a yearly seems to be immense. Here's a crazy concept. November 8th, we elect a governor and lieutenant governor, and then four years later, they're still there. Now, this actually happens in other states. You elect people to be a governor and lieutenant governor, and you don't have to experience this you know, rotisserie of people coming in and out because of scandal and corruption and resignation. We're on our third lieutenant governor right now in less than a year. And, and by the way, with the Brian Benjamin thing, it was bad that he was picked as lieutenant governor as the leader of the defund the police movement up in Albany. And there was some public reporting already about some of that scandal that ended up taking him down. But the worst part of it is at the end of the process, after he's lieutenant governor, just a few months ago, the week before he ended up having to get uh, to resign after his arrest and indictment, Kathy Hochul was asked about it, and she tripled down and covered for this guy, so she ended up owning it. There's so much corruption. If And as far as return on investment goes, you have people who are like, ah, you know, listen, if I give her $60,000, I'll get millions or maybe billions of a return and this is not okay. This is this should not be legal. It no. isn't legal. And this is the culture of corruption in Albany that's that's been normalized. Lee Zeldin, next governor of the state of New York, here on the Bernie and Sid show. He's a dad. He's a war veteran. He's a great statesman. Lee Zeldin, Lee Kathy Hochul, also does she support the police? Well, uh, she won't answer a question on a qualified immunity. 
Should the police have qualified immunity? I know you say yes. She will not answer that damn question. If you support the police, you support the police having qualified immunity. How do we get an answer out of her, or how do we exploit the fact that she doesn't support it because she's afraid of the woke on the left? Uh, Kathy Hochul not supporting qualified immunity. Your thoughts, Lee Zeldin? If you're trying to get her to support qualified immunity, probably needs to be given a poll that says that New Yorkers support qualified immunity. I don't care what the poll would tell me. I support qualified immunity for law enforcement. That's the right thing. That's why. Because law enforcement should be able to do their job throughout the day without worrying about having to get sued personally all day long for just doing their job. I want them to be making strong good, instinctive decisions to protect their safety and the safety of the people around them without having to worry about getting sued all day. So I support qualified immunity. It should not be uh, removed. Kathy Hochul's refusing to take a position on this. I remember right. when a few months ago she was asked about repealing Castle's bail, and she said, we need data. You know, there is data. <laughs> and then a few months later, what we just saw a couple weeks ago, she gets asked by the media about targeting law-abiding gun owners. Uh, and she said that she doesn't need data. And so she's just really all over the place mm. on what is the justification mm. for action and inaction. She, yeah, she did say that. Weasel. You're right. Yep. A weasel. Yep. Uh, listen, thank you, uh, Mr. Governor, for taking time out of your busy, mo- busy morning to join me well, and uh, me and Bernie you today. You do Thanks have our support. yes, you have our unwavering endorsement. Okay, please keep coming back. Okay, Lee, thank you so much. Look forward to it, my man. Uh, there he is, Lee Zeldin, again the Republican candidate for governor. And uh, it's really very simple, folks. If you really care about, forget about Republican, Democrat, if you really care about the state of New York, if you love this state, really love this state, and you don't vote for Lee Zeldin, I got news for you. You don't love this state. More of Bernie and Sid. And you just deserve what you get. Exactly. More of us right after this. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. No, I just got a very nice text from uh, Lee Zeldin. And, uh, of course, he wish him the best of luck and uh, he'll be on this show often he is our, as Bernie pointed out, Bernie Wright, he's our overwhelming choice to win the gubernatorial race against that louse, Kathy Hochul, come November. Uh, I'm going to be in Brooklyn tomorrow. You know, a um, buddy of mine, this uh, Sal Magdal, he called in about a month ago. He actually built this wall of remembrance in Coney Island. And um, I know you know about this, but uh, every year, September 10th, the day before 9-11, I go to this uh, ballpark in Brooklyn, and uh, I feel like I'm cheating, by the way, on the Staten Island Ferry Hawks when I say this, but this is the only time I'd ever go to that place. I'd never go to a ball game there ever again. But for stuff like this, I'm, I'm compelled and, and really obligated to do it. And as a great American and New Yorker, I do do it. 
So this Wall of Remembrance was built 20 years ago, in obviously in commemoration with 9-11, which happened 20 years ago. So September 10th every year, we go down to Coney Island and take part in this ceremony. Every firefighter and cop and first responder that died that day from Brooklyn is on that wall. It's all just Brooklyn people. So, again, the wall was built 20 years ago, so there's a big ceremony tomorrow night for the 20-year anniversary of the wall. Peter King is going to be there. I will be there. Other dignitaries, Rudy Giuliani has been there in the past, Andrew and others. So I'm making my way back. And I still love Coney Island. Look, I had the opportunity to stay in those beautiful Ocean Drive buildings that John Katzmatidis owns. And I'm telling you, folks, if you want to live in a gorgeous glass building on the beach, you walk outside your apartment. I've stayed there many times, apartment 22A. You're on the beach. If you want that type of lifestyle at a very, very inexpensive price, take a look at the Ocean Drive Towers in Coney Island. So I'll do that tomorrow. I'm going to take Gabriel to Nathan's and the amusement park in the afternoon, then go to the Wall of Remembrance event tomorrow night. Ah, and, that's uh, very nice. Right. And then Danielle and Ava, they're going to the movies on Knapp Street in Brooklyn. They're going to meet us at Gargiulo's for dinner afterwards. How's that for a Brooklyn Rosenberg night, Bernard McGurk? That is a great night, a great night, a great family night. The kids will never forget it. Uh, you taking Gabe to the park and the Nathans and all that. And he's going to go that, to the event, too, and stand around yeah, all these cops. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. It's going to be amazing. He's, he's so. never going to forget it. These are the days, Sidney, that he'll always remember when Dad was a big-time radio host. Yes. And he's, he's <laughs> a dignitary at these events. Oh, no, this is a big deal for a kid like uh, Gabe, and uh, I'm glad to hear it. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear the Rosenbergs just killing it as a family out there uh, in, in Brooklyn tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, where you live now, too. I mean, yes. I'm, just, I'm just so happy for you. Escape Manhattan. Oh, it's so And great. life is good. Oh, Bernie, you went to Cali's last night. And, again, I've told you this before. Chris Mullen, the great uh, New York St. John's basketball yeah. player. His brother, Terrence, who also played for Luke Conisek at St. John's. He owns this place, Cali's, uh, by my house on 129. And Tommy and all those great guys, Darren. And uh, Wednesday nights, what they do is they set up a, a projector and they show a movie. And they get like 100 kids. They serve ice cream. And you sit outside and you watch a movie at the restaurant. So last night was Star Wars. We didn't know that. We just went there for dinner. And Gabe loves Star Wars. So he's sitting outside on a breezy beach night eating ice cream and watching a movie. Nice. You can't do that on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. But no, no. Hell, hell's no. But without some, uh, you know, vagrant invading it. And, uh, <laughs> right. Give me a cigarette. Anybody got a cigarette in front of the projector? So no right. way can you do that, Manhattan. You are so right. Anyway, that was a great two hours. Really, really great. Lee Zeldin, terrific. Curtis Lee were great. And still to come next hour, Lydia reports. She's always entertaining. And the great Bill O'Reilly, our number three of the best talk show in New York City, Bernie and Sid. Coming at you after Deb with the news. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Beautiful for a while. Fresh air. It is a beautiful morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's July 18th, Friday Eve. We're in the middle of summer, middle of July. Nothing better. It's just beautiful. I think we're going to have another gorgeous weekend, so savor it. Savor it, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful thing. 
And uh, listen, uh, Lee Zeldin, uh, I can't say enough about this guy. You know, a, a, an Iraq war veteran gave his time, his life, uh, it would have given his life. He's the guy. And Kathy Hochul on this qualified immunity said, you know what she says when she's asked about it? Uh, qualified yeah. immunity, yeah. she says, if it passes both chambers of the legislature, meaning a Heastie's Assembly and a Stuart Cousins, a state senate, if it passes both chambers, then she'll opine, then she'll weigh in on it, she'll review it. Oh, that, yeah. And they, they've already, they're, they're not going to put it up for a vote. Of course not. It's the same thing uh, as this bail reform. It's never going to get passed. The, the police uh, it, it, it won't, be, won't be guaranteed qualified immunity ever by the state legislature. So she's just, she's passing the buck, and she's, she can influence the state legislature. If she says, I support qualified immunity, you guys got, have to pass a bill guaranteeing it because in, in the city, and it would hopefully supersede the city council's uh, uh, eradicating qualified immunity for police in New York City, which is one of the reasons why th they won't do their jobs, because they're afraid of getting sued. So pay the cops, pay the cops more. You, you, you have problems with recruitment? Pay the cops more. Give them qualified immunity. Forget your stupid uh, weed, you, you know, you can smoke weed kind of incentive. I mean, that's ridiculous. I, 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 whether or not they should be allowed to or not, that's different. Forget that. That's not going to increase your recruitment. For God's sakes, they're worried about losing their homes, losing their, their life savings and all that stuff with this qualified immunity. And plus, you got to pay the damn cops. You want, you want, I mean, what do they get paid? A first year, they get paid like $45,000. I mean, give me a break. They're supposed to be saving lives out there. They're not going to give up their, their risk their lives for, uh, for pittance like that. So and, and uh, on this weed thing, uh, as it was reported yesterday, that cops will be able to smoke weed. There's a new policy. Well, as of last night, there's a lot of confusion. The police do not have that. That the policy remains the same. They don't have the ability to smoke weed. It remains the same. And of course, it's Eric Adams with his earring and, and is hanging out with the glitterati, and he's a cool guy. He's one of the guys pushing this, uh, you know, let the cops smoke weed thing. And I'm of two minds of it. I think a police officer, if he wants on a Saturday night to take a puff, he should be able to. I understand the, uh, you know, the criticism that, uh, that look, you're going to have some cops on the job. You know, they have weed in their system. They're going to smoke on the job, perhaps. Uh, I, know, I understand that, but it's coming from Eric Adams. Eric Adams, who he wants, uh, he wants this to be the cool city. You know, that's his priority. But crime, of course, is the priority. Uh, he was on uh, Colbert when he was first elected, when he was uh, the golden boy before crime skyrocketed under his tutelage here in New York City. Uh, this is him and Stephen Colbert back in January. Cut 24, please, Lou. Eric Adams, Colbert, and uh, weed. One of my best gifts, as you know, marijuana is legal. I have raw. I did not know. I have raw. I am not aware, Mr. Mayor. I'm not into that scene. I have bamboo. Oh, you it's know. big. And I can't give you this gift. I'll give it to you later, you know. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I believe it. Uh, it is, right? I so believe it's de decriminalized, not legal. It's decriminalized. But uh, to, be, to be the mayor, that's, you're the role model for the, you know, the kids out there, and you're pushing weed. Kids shouldn't be smoking weed. If you want to smoke weed, smoke it. At least Bill de Blasio, he smoked it. And, and you know, with uh, what's her name 
and they didn't talk about it. They kept it in 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 you know Gracie Mansion or whatever the hell it is. This guy's on TV. He's got a bag of weed in his freaking hands. Uh, so anyway, just uh, that that should have been an indication early on that it's not going to turn out well. Anyway, uh, so AOC, another politician out there. We had this guy on the show. This guy named Alex Stein. He's funny. He goes to places. He embarrasses uh, these politicians. He embarrasses anybody. He was uh, the last we had him on was when uh, he was in Houston, and you had these disgusting uh, transvestites dancing with thongs in front of kids. And you have you know all over the place. Even in New York City, Eric Adams endorses these drag queen story hours where you bring in drag queens to read to kids. Why? What the hell for? What's the purpose? And then, and, then, and then almost every week you read about one of these drag queens having some type of record where they, you know, they 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 molested a little kid. They did something really, really heinous. Absolutely, really yeah, heinous. No, listen, they're, they're pervs. Uh, uh, you know, let's face it. There, there, there's something off. There's something really off about them because, well, anyway, I wouldn't let them near kids. I wouldn't let them near my damn kids. And the public schools are bringing them in to read stories. And they're, they're dancing around uh, naked in front of kids, and yeah, yeah, they yeah. think it's okay, and Eric Adams thinks it's okay? For God's sakes. Anyway, this guy, Alex Stein, went to one event, and he embarrassed them. We played the clips. We had him on. He did it again uh, yesterday. He was on the steps of the Capitol, and he was hectoring and heckling the politicians as they walk in. One of them was AOC, and she's wearing this To Kill a Four dress, uh, really, really tight, short, like she was ready to go to the club, and uh, if you want to watch this, go to the Bernie and City, uh, Bernie and Sid, excuse me, media pages, and check it out. It's a great watch. But anyway, Alex Stein embarrassing AOC as she walks up the steps with a little tight mini skirt on, and then she starts as he's doing it. You'll hear in the tape. She, you'll hear her voice because she walks over like she's going to do something. Then she walks away. A uh, cut twenty-one. AOC, Alex Stein on the steps of the Capitol yesterday. Go ahead, Lou. See, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. I love it. My favorite AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Woo, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot. Like a tamale. I like a tamale. That's funny. Uh, that dude is off the hook, but uh, she... Claims in a tweet that she walked over to him. You see, you'll see in the in the uh, f- video, she walks over. She said she was going to deck him, but she had a vote to uh, catch in the house. Yeah, sure, you were going to deck him. She right. loved it. Get lost. You she think loved that. every second of it. He, he, by the way, he's uh, our uh, kind of stuttering John. He he makes people very uncomfortable, and and uh, he's yep. great at it. So I, I would uh, dub him the uh, our stuttering John. <laughs> yeah, but he has a, a political bench. You yes, heard him. Yes. She likes. She wants to kill babies, but uh, blah 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 blah. Yeah. She wants to kill uh, yeah. babies, but she's got a great ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. That's exactly what happened. And, and you, you got to check out the video. Go to what? What, how, what is the name of our page? Well, Do you, you know, can Sid? go to uh, Instagram is at it's Bernie and Sid at it's Bernie and Sid Twitter at Bernie and Sid, and we've also got Bernie and Sid Facebook and TikTok pages. Those are the four places you find Bernie and Sid on social media. And you'll find this video as well. Yes. Uh, so thank you, Sid. Look, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you heard this, but a bunch of Starbucks across the nation are closing. 61, Democrat- 61 Starbucks, which I still go to Starbucks all the time, so that does affect me. 61 are closing, to your point. Yes, Bernard. 
Is it really 61? I thought it was 16. I believe it's 61. Uh, but we'll Okay, check. either way. Well, one closing, of us, I'll tell you what, one of us is dyslexic uh, either way. That's exactly, exactly <laughs> right. That's funny. But uh, so anyway, the Democrat-run cities, high crime, and they're closing because of uh, uh, security reasons. And what are the security reasons for uh, uh, for Starbucks? They they have this policy where anybody can use the bathroom. So now the bathrooms have turning, turned into pretty much, uh, you know, heroin shooting galleries. Well, two things. You got First all kinds of, all, of you were right. It is 16, so you were right about that. I'm dyslexic. Second of all, uh, is that policy still in place? Because the last couple of times I went to Starbucks, the bathrooms were closed. Well, they were in violation of the policy, and Starbucks is lying because, yes, it is still the policy. And one of the reasons why they're closing, because they can't leave the bathrooms open. And these the places that you went, uh, they, they're experiencing that. They can't leave the bathrooms open because it's too risky. It's too dangerous. It's, it becomes a homeless shelter. And like I said, a shooting gallery for these junkies. It's just disgusting. And listen to this news report on it. Cut 30. This guy will explain it. Go ahead. Oh, gal, I don't know who it is. Starbucks is closing more than a dozen locations due to safety concerns. Among them is the one located at Union Station. So according to a memo, the decision came after company executives read through incident reports filed by employees. The workers at the locations that are closing will be able to transfer to other stores. The National Retail Federation says organized retail crime gangs and workplace violence are growing concerns nationwide. All right, so there you go. That's a little stupid <laughs> news report. But it's all because of the uh, bathroom policy. And wh why did the bathroom policy, why was it implemented? Because a couple of years ago, a couple of black guys were in the Starbucks. They didn't buy anything, and they wanted to use the bathroom. And the clerk said, no, 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 or the barista, excuse me. you gotta, you got to buy a cup of coffee. And they were like, well, we don't want no coffee. And they were like, well, you can't use the bathroom. And it turned into this whole big racial incident. And when, when, when things go awry when when they metastasize into a racial incident when it's really just a, a company policy that that applies to everybody nationwide you know white black latino asian but they turn it into a racial incident uh this is uh what's his name on nbc news i forget the guy's name craig what's his name melvin craig, uh, craig melvin melvin, craig melvin. Yes. cut cut nine craig melvin two years ago uh, go ahead lou please Two black men who are arrested in a Philadelphia Starbucks store are breaking their silence. Business partners Dante Robinson and Rashawn Nelson say they feared for their lives as the incident last week escalated. A manager called police to complain that the men asked to use the bathroom but did not buy anything and refused to leave. Police then took them away in handcuffs, but no charges were filed. Starbucks has since apologized and announced that it will be conducting racial bias training oh. for all of its employees. I remember that. God, I remember that. In fact, you remember Bernie when the right, guy that, stupid. that ran all those Starbucks? I think his name was Howard Schultz. He actually ran for president. Remember that? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, he quit his job and ran for president. <laughs> Schultz stupid. did. By but the way, uh, he, 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 yes, uh, he was replaced by by another uh, CEO. Yes, and that CEO, uh, uh, after that re report and the change in policy. Listen to the way Starbucks grovel. Instead of saying, listen, that's our policy, and that's uh, if we're going to stay in business, we have to have that policy. You have to buy something, or else the bathrooms will turn into uh, homeless shelters, essentially, which is what happened. But in the meantime, listen to the way this guy groveled back two years ago, this Starbucks CEO, a uh, cut number 10. I mean, it makes you want to vomit. Cut 10, please, Lou. What happened in the way that incident escalated 
and the outcome was nothing but reprehensible. And I'm sorry. That's it? Oh, well, I thought there was more than that. But, <laughs> well, he's, uh, he's very upset. By the way, you played Craig Melvin, and uh, I guess it was Harry May. Somebody sent me a report. Uh, your buddy, your good buddy Chuck Todd, who is still my friend, I don't like his politics, blah, blah, blah. But he's about to get uh, canned at uh, Meet the Press. And uh, uh, my prediction is that Craig Melvin will get that job. It will be somebody of color, I can promise you that. The days of the white man, Tim Russert, or Chuck Todd, or uh, what was the other guy uh, that was on IMAX all the time? David, um, oh, he's on IMAX. Oh, David so Gregory. Right. Gregory, Those Gregory, days yeah. are over. So don't be surprised if a guy like Craig Melvin is your next uh, host of Meet the Press. Just a, just a guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, listen, he's, uh, he's, he checks one box. He checks two boxes. I think he's gay, too. Yeah. Yes, and he's good looking, and he, yeah. and he speaks nicely. So, And, and he, does, he does a good job with the news. I, I enjoyed him on July 4th. But either way, uh, Joe Biden is in the mid Middle East right now. He touched down in uh, Tel Aviv yesterday, and within 10 minutes he made a really disgusting flub, Joe Biden did, in Israel on the tarmac. Cut 11, please, Lou. Later today, I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Vashem to honor <laughs> 6 million Jewish lives were stolen in the genocide and continue, which we must do every, every day continue to bear witness to keep alive the truth and honor of the holocaust oh. of the holocaust no, 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 you don't mean that no, 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 you want to take that yeah over? so so that's the truth and honor of the holocaust joe over, biden uh, that's beautiful in israel he actually says that uh, within 10 minutes of being in the country of israel he says the truth and honor of the holocaust unbelievable which is why in addition to inflation his cognitive uh, mess uh, which is why his poll numbers are what they are, 33% approval rating. Nine out of ten people think the country's going in the wrong direction. But Sheila Jackson-Lee thinks that is, that's not the reason for low poll numbers. Cut 17. This is what she thinks. Cut 17. President Biden's poll numbers um, are sinking. What's your reaction to that? So I really look at those numbers, yes, as dissatisfaction, as the frustration of the summer, the heat. Um, but I'm ready for the fall. <laughs> we really turn that election around after Labor Day. That's right. Once it gets cool, once the, we stop sweating and then, uh, you know, th things will turn around. It's the heat. It's the summer heat. That's why people are pissed off. Yeah, sure. Uh, listen, Jake Tapper, no other than Jake Tapper on CNN, he had a Biden advisor on, some nameless uh, bureaucrat hack uh, piece of garbage, was on. He, he had a roundtable going. Anyway, that guy was talking about inflation. Jake Tapper took this dude to school. I believe this is cut number 20. Yes, it is, Louie. Cut 20, Jake Tapper, CNN, and a Biden advisor. Go ahead. You know, I just feel like uh, every month um, one of you nice people from the White House comes on the show to talk about inflation, and you talk about these tools uh, in the president's toolkit, and you don't use them. You don't use these tools. Uh, and, you know, there's debating and discussing going on uh and meanwhile prices are still going up inflation is 9.1 percent now the number came out yesterday way higher than expected when he took office it was 1.4 percent yeah i'm curious 1.4 i'm curious when jake Go. tapper said that did the person respond uh, uh yeah the person responded with uh you know tried to blame the uh putin's war and all that crap there you go but the fact that Jake Tapper on CNN is calling them out, that's very significant. That's, that's you know, that's, that's uh, 
That's important stuff that you have the fake news now turning on Joe Biden. Yep. And listen, all Joe Biden has to do to stop uh, inflation is stop the war on energy. Stop the war on our energy sector. Stop crushing it. That's all he has to do. He doesn't have to go to Saudi Arabia and beg these guys for dirty oil. I mean, and, and if, if, if crushing the energy sector is all for the atmosphere and the planet and, you know, all of that crap, then, I mean, uh, is, is the Saudi oil any cleaner? No, it's dirtier. It's dirtier than what we would produce. I mean, so it, it doesn't make any sense on its face why you wouldn't uh, tap into our own energy reserves, of which we have plenty under our feet. And once you start tapping into them, you create so many jobs. I mean, it makes no sense. These people are ass backwards. They're ruining this place. And it's it's just, just disgusting what's happening right now. Groveling to uh, the, the Saudi, this uh, this uh, crown prince guy out there in uh, Saudi Arabia. It's just, again, I, Joe Biden is a disaster. The polls ain't turning around no time soon. Going to be a red wave. We're going to kick his stupid ass out in November on the Bernie and Sitch. We'll talk to Bill O'Reilly about more of this stuff. Also, Lydia Serrani, uh, she's coming up next as well. She's going to kick some Heine. I don't know who's, but it's going to be somebody's. Keep it right here, ladies and gentlemen. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Bernie and Sid, you guys have been all over this AOC, Juicy Bite, uh, Hot Tamale, Alex Stein cut, right? And I spoke to Alex Stein last night. He's a comedian. This is what he does. He kind of heckles people. He did it to, like, the mini Adam Klesinger, whatever. He called him a douchebag and everything like that. So I I texted him last night because I said, I saw that video. I literally laughed out loud. We became friends after I had him on a, a few times on WABC. He told me, he said, AOC actually tried to have him arrested. She told the cops that he was... He was uh, threatening her with deeply disgusting sexual remarks. And then, you know, she also said that she wanted to deck him and she wanted to punch him out because she felt like the Capitol Police weren't protecting her and doing their doing their job. And so the Capitol Police officer said to Alex, you know, you're threatening her. You made all these sick. And he showed him the video. And of course, he he didn't like have any kind of reaction to it. But he's like, OK. And so AOC is all riled up, upset about it. So afterwards, after her meeting in the Capitol, she comes out. There's some other, uh, you know, people out there, and they're questioning her about it. And take a listen to what she said. And we're, I'm supposed to sit here and pretend like none of that ever happened. And then right afterwards, you have a massive, you know, you just have this idea that throwing money at that problem is going to make She's it go away January. without any buildings. accountability. And so this is this is where these things are breaking down. We're not safe. And it's not just about members of Congress not being safe. The Black food staff matter. workers aren't safe. The Black janitors aren't safe. Like, we need to get to the bottom of this. It's funny. So that's all I got to say. What about Thank you, Congresswoman. Let's get to the bottom of it. Antifa, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this guy's great. Hey, listen, she walks into the Congress on the Capitol steps. I'm not saying, uh, you know, she asks for it or anything like that. That guy has First Amendment rights. If you can heckle, if you can uh, do to the justices, the, the Supreme Court justices, what they're doing outside their homes, and th this this idiot says nothing about that. I mean, they're walking in and out of their houses. They, the kids have to go through this conga line of pro-abortion losers. Uh, if they can subject, if they have to be subjected to that, she can. She has to be subjected because it's it, consistent with her policy 
that it's it's they're right. They're First Amendment right. Yep. It's his First Amendment right to stand there on the steps right. and say you have a nice booty. Yes. And as she's walking up, and, and by the way, she's walking into the Capitol building to work, dressed, and I, I'm telling you, and you'll back me up on this, Lydia. This is a little tight little mini skirt where her booty is 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 on display. She looks big great. Time. Conspicuously on display, but it's not a, a work appropriate, is what I'm no, saying. No, it's not. So, Come so, on. Oh, so stop. This she looks sexy. She looks no, hot. No, yeah, that's right. what I'm, I don't that's care. What I don't, I'm saying. Listen, Lydia. Listen, she looks. You're right. She looks right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But this guy has the right to to, to comment on it as well. Right. If, if she's going right, to dress like that, right. he can say, "Wow, look at you. You look great, Mama. Look at that booty. That's great. That's his First Amendment right." And she would agree with that because. It's their First Amendment right to go up to the Supreme Court justices, get in their face in a restaurant. She says squat about that, so she shouldn't say anything about this guy heckling her and, and talking about her booty. Oh, my God. You just reminded me, Lydia, of my daughter. And uh, not to bring Ava up on the show often, but uh, I fight with her all the time because my daughter, is uh, she's got a, a great little figure, great little figure. And um, she dresses, you know, the, the stuff <laughs> is hanging out all over the place. And I yell at her. And, and she says, Daddy, no one's going to tell me what to I go, Ava, you got to be careful. There are guys out there that are just degenerates. They're perverts. She's like, I'm not going to live my life worrying about what guys think, what they say, what they do. So when you just said, Lydia, she can wear whatever she wants. You reminded me of Ava. But uh, to Bernie's point, you know, Ava gets heckled that also. If you're going to walk out that way, now that you deserve it, but that is what's going to happen. So just uh-huh. suck it up. A hundred percent that you dress that way for a reason because you want to be admired. I mean, you want people to say you look good and everything. And by the way, to your point, Bernie, not only did AOC advocate for them to protest about Roe v. Wade, she tweeted on July 8th about Kavanaugh when he was heckled outside of Morton's Steakhouse because he was having dinner. She wrote, poor guy. He left before his souffle because he decided half the country should risk death if they have an ectopic pregnancy within the wrong state lines. It's all very unfair to him. (laughs) They could have at least let him eat cake. So here she is advocating while he is not even at work. So like you pointed out, she was at work. They were outside of her workplace. This guy was having dinner in his off time with his family, and she is actually promoting and advocating for people to harass him while he's having dinner. So there you have, and and like you said, Sid, when you're dressing sex, she, she looks good. Who cares? I like. Uh, am, listen, I, listen, am I a weirdo? I like it when guys no, compliment listen, I, me. That I, I, I look really good. believe that's why she won. She ran against an old man in Joe Crowley. Nobody knew who AOC was. No one had any idea. They saw this really cute, attractive young girl. I mean, I remember, and I'll call him out. This racist bastard, Errol Lewis, at New York One. He did an interview with Errol, with uh, AOC early on, Bernie. That's when him and I started fighting because I went on the air the next day and I said, "My God, there was nothing substantive in the interview." All I saw was Errol Lewis basically staring AOC up and down, and and uh, and he did, and he could he can shove it up his ass if he wants to tweet about me and I'm a I really don't care. So I really believe that's why she won. She has taken advantage of the fact yes, that most female politicians look like Nancy Pelosi, and she looks like a young she, hot bartender. And then right. she's complaining when she's encouraging uh, people to do what that guy did to her. She's encouraging other people to do it to, to judges and everybody else. She's a snotty little dingbat hypocrite who should just shut up, go to work, and if you, you don't want people you know, whistling and catcalling, don't dress like that. But, I mean, if it's going to happen, it's reality. I'm not saying it should happen, but it's reality. It's going to happen, and the First Amendment protects their right, as you would say about the people who are going up to Morton Steakhouse 
and heckling uh, Brett Kavanaugh and his family. She's like she probably said to the capital. He he said deeply suggestive remarks to me. He I thought I was I was afraid for my life and I had some flashbacks oh, sh- from yeah, what sure. happened to me on January sixth and I'm very traumatized. <laughs> uh, so this is what I said to Alex too, the comedian. I said so look at that. She told the cops about you said of deeply suggestive, vile remarks to her sexually, whatever, whatever. And she said also like that she was a victim of rape. I mean look at how she. She just throws everything on the plate. Meanwhile, she's not offended by about the baby killing part that Alex said to her. She likes to kill babies, but she looks good because that's the hundred percent the truth. So it's just it, once again this whole kind of exaggeration that she loves to do. We're running out of time. Speaking of big juicy butts, I got to bring this up to Sid. Khloe Kardashian is having a baby with Tristan Thompson, a guy who cheated on her right. with a surrogate. So apparently the surrogate was pregnant already yes. when she found out that he had impregnated that other skank in uh, whatever <laughs> she... <laughs> She's, you're a skank. I'm sorry. Oh, you're I a think... skank if you have sex with a Love guy it. who's already in a relationship or married or whatever. So he had... I mean, poor... I, I don't feel bad for Chloe because she's a multi-billion, whatever she is. But, I mean, it, that is some low-down dirty. And look at that. They're having a kid. And I heard it's a boy. Uh, listen, once Nancy Grace said to me when I was on the... He said she said to Imus about me, when you go to bed with a dog, you wake up with fleas. That's what Nancy Grace said to Imus about Ooh. me working well, for yeah, him. That's a, so, you sleep with dogs, you wake up with fleas. Yeah, so that's your Tristan Thompson right there. If you're Khloe Kardashian and you feel badly for her, if you sleep with an NBA player, you're going to wake up with fleas. Bottom line. So Herpes. But uh, yeah. Nancy Grace didn't coin that phrase. It's no, just, she uh, didn't. Bad. Right, right, right. She no, just used no. it on me that day. Hey, Lydia, great job. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, and 5 o'clock, Cats and Night, you don't want to miss it, where we stand for truth, justice, and the American way. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. That's what he'll do for you, ladies and gentlemen, back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Bill O'Reilly will rock you. He will rock you at his website, uh, BillOReilly.com, an amazing, incredible website, articles, uh, audio, uh, TV show, everything, BillOReilly.com, on WABC, 725 on the Bernie and Sid Show daily, noon, and then at 9 o'clock at night, Bill O'Reilly's hour-long show, 9 o'clock at night. We bring him in right now. Bill O'Reilly, the author of Killing the Killers, number one New York Times bestseller. Good morning, Bill O'Reilly. I just want to clarify something, McGurk. I, I believe yeah. you used the word dingbat today. What a golden oldie that is. Dingbat. <laughs> dingbat, dear, read it. Huh? Now go get me dinner. Huh? 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 Yeah, I mean, 
Uh, what are we having? Flip Wilson after me oh. here on the program? Hey, hey, let me, let me, am I wrong? No, but <laughs> I never, ever engage, and you guys are different from what I do, obviously. I mean, yes. Um, but I would, if people ask me, who would you like to interview? You should be number one. Uh, yeah. A- uh, AOC, uh, number, would, number one. Good Lord, that, I would pay money. Yes. And I don't know. Look, look, she has power. Money. She definitely has power. She may be the, the, the loudest voice running that party, so that would make sense. It would be a great interview. You know, I, I may try to uh, propose to her that we do um, the AOC O'Reilly history tour. <laughs> oh, come on now. Yeah. No. I mean, come on. We'd fill the arenas, we, would we not? Oh, yes, you would. Yes. Now, the reason I want to do that is because um, – we went to Boston University. We're fellow alums, okay? We're fer- fellow terriers, uh, AOC and I. So we have common ground. Yes, you do. Yes. To be you. Yes. But the phenomenon um, that we are seeing here was created solely by the media. All right? So her district in the Bronx is a very, very poor district. I think it has the highest number of foreign-born residents in New York City or close. And she was very astute in how to market herself to that district. And it was below the radar. She didn't come on uh, WABC or do an interview at the New York Post or Channel 2. Didn't do any of that. She basically did retail politics, door-to-door politics, which was brilliant because the guy that she waxed, the Irish guy, he didn't even Crowley. know where his district was. He would take, right. uh, you know, wrong turns and wind up in, in Pelham. All right? He had <laughs> no idea where his district was. And everybody knew it. Yeah, so he, didn't even, he didn't even campaign. He didn't even campaign. Yeah, they didn't know that she was a socialist slash communist. I don't even think she knows she is. No. Listen, speaking of Golden Oldies, Bill, she couldn't tell you who's buried in Grant's tomb. But nevertheless, she 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 is the reason why Joe Biden is in the middle, stumbling around in the Middle East right now, going to beg the Saudis for oil. She's the reason for that. Otherwise, he's following, he's adhering to her and Greta Thunberg's uh, Green New Deal policies, and that's a fact. That's the reason why he's there. He's afraid of her and her, and her ilk. Uh, so you have that, and you have inflation at 9.1% because he won't. He won't reopen the spigots, and he won't uh, build the pipeline. Uh, tell us about the unmitigated disaster bill that is this uh, Joe Biden administration right now. Okay, before we get to uh, the chief executive of the United States and our commander-in-chief, I just, I just, I'm starting to tremble now that I said those words, Joe Biden. Yeah. I just want to point out, I want everybody to remember under the file of Dingbat that Ms. Cortez is responsible for the loss of about 6,000 jobs in Queens with the Amazon plant yeah. that she um, destroyed almost single-handedly. You remember all that stuff? Yeah, oh, that, yeah. one, that one oh, assemblyman, yeah. Jimmy okay. Van, uh, he was the other idiot along with her. But you're right, right she was the one. Right. Yeah. And nobody knows Jimmy, all I, right? I mean, right. I thought I thought when you said Jimmy Van, I thought he, <laughs> he was going to be a guest on Cousin Brucey on Saturday. I don't know Jimmy who Van, he is. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Van Halen. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know who he is. But anyway, if you if you step back and you take a look at the at the massive economic destruction that that one woman has caused New York City, because in addition to all of those jobs in the Amazon plant, 
all of the pizza parlors and the stores and the bodegas and everything in, within a two-mile area would have benefited so much from those new jobs and the influx of workers. And she couldn't care less. And the reason is she doesn't even understand it. And that's why I would love to do an interview with her. Now, I would second love to do an interview with Joe Biden, and we would call it the Befuddled Tour. Okay? (laughs) So it's not the history tour. It's the Befuddled Tour. And what I would do would be gently, and I mean that sincerely. I respect the office of the president, and, and no matter who's in it, I respect it. Um, I would just walk through every blunder that he has made, and, and, I, and there's about 20 of them. I mean, there are some huge ones like Afghanistan, like attacking the American fossil fuel industry, so harvesting energy here became 50 times harder than under Trump. I mean, you on and on and on and on. But most people don't know the the uh, secondary blunders, all right? For example, you say he's over in OPEC and and he's, uh, you know, and this is embarrassing. Not not just in the United States, but the whole world knows. You have to go over there in a humble position to talk to a guy who had a journalist murdered. I mean, what's next? I mean, are we going to go and, and, and visit the descendants of Al Capone? Is that what we're going to do, uh, Mr. Biden? Because it's at that level. And so, you know, when you go through the absolute, um, the absolute incompetence, and it, it does rival Jimmy Carter, but it's worse. It's worse than Carter because Carter uh, at least had some people around him with some skill. Brzezinski, you know, her daughter's on MSNBC. Yeah, yeah. It's a big that's one. Yeah. Biden didn't have anybody. I mean, Pete Buttigieg, really? Pete, the, the American airline industry is falling apart before the nation. Everyone who flies knows this is falling apart. And the federal government has oversight on it. And what is Buttigieg? Here's what Buttigieg says. I'm mad. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. That's good. You know, and I said this before, the biggest decision on transportation that Pete Buttigieg ever made before he was given the biggest transportation job in the country by Biden was whether a street should be one way in South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> That's true. No, it's That's a true it. story. Yeah, by Notre Dame, right by the football right. stadium. And this is another affirmative action hire. If you look at yep. his whole roster, Biden's whole roster, all right, it's not, hey, let's get the best people in here, all right? Let's get the best designated hitter we can get, all right? No. It's do they check the boxes for the right. woke crew? Right. And yeah. when you do that in any business, you collapse because you have to hire on merit, especially at that level. Now, I know that Donald Trump is problematic in the minds of many Americans. I understand that. But if you look at the skill level of guys like Larry Kudlow, who was the economic czar in the Trump administration, if you look at at all the people that he had in there, not all of them, but a lot of them, Mnuchin, these guys were brilliant guys. Yes. Okay? And, you know, the press would never see that. They would never say that because they hated Trump so much. And now we go to Biden, and, and Biden has got the – I mean, this is like 
um, you, you're watching the little rascals. <laughs> That's what it's like. That's true. Yeah. I mean, okay. we, yeah, we talked about the turnover with President Trump, but at least he would bring in better guys. Mike Pompeo and you mentioned Mnuchin and, uh, and of course, uh, Cohen was replaced by uh, Larry Kudlow. But, you know, Biden's had a rough week. I mean, bottom line, you know, the, the Democrats don't want him. They've admitted in very, very big numbers uh, that they wouldn't bring him back. So you mentioned Jimmy Carter. At least after Jimmy Carter, Bill O'Reilly, we had Ronald Reagan come in and restore patriotism overnight. Hostages out of Iran, beat all that good stuff. The question is, does Trump part two or DeSantis do the same after Biden? You know, it's impossible to answer that question. You can't answer it. Um, I think that Donald Trump did a pretty good job as far as deal making, and that's how he ran the administration. He made deal after deal after deal. Um, and the economy speaks for itself under Trump, correct? 100%. So the reasons that the Democrats are bailing is because everybody understands, everybody, that Biden's hurting Americans. It's not ideological anymore. It's not theoretical anymore. When, when you are a firefighter or a teacher and you have to pay $6,000 more for essentials than you did under Trump a year. $6,000 more to feed your family, to put gasoline in your car, to heat and cool your home. You're getting hurt because you're not getting a $6,000 raise. So when that becomes vivid, as it is now, then there's no, there's no defense to that. So Biden can go around and, and just mislead everybody. Oh, no, 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 inflation's not that bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, Joe, it's not bad for you because you, you don't have to deal with any, with any of it. But the people out in Hicksville, they're getting waxed, okay? So it's going to be a historic loss, I believe, in November, unless something happens. And then in 24, you just don't know yet. But – you know, I have to caution people that the Republicans, they're not the greatest problem solvers in the world. You know, we need creative problem solvers. Indeed, it's like yes. in New York State. It's like in New York State. How bad does the state have to get? How bad does crime have to get before the Democrats, two to one registration over Republicans in the state, say, you know what? Maybe I'm on the wrong track. Maybe I want to give somebody else a chance. How bad does it have to get? That would be, if I was Zeldin running against Hochul, that would be my campaign slogan. And everywhere I went, I bring Jose Alba with me. Oh, That's damn brilliant. right. That's yep. brilliant. Yep. I mean, that you know, is what... That, what does Ocasio-Cortez have to say about Mr. Alba? Did you hear what? anything about it? Not a damn she, thing. She may not know Isn't who he is. is her constituency? She may it's not know not who he is. not her district, but, you know, the guy's a bodega owner. He's a migrant. He works hard. What does she have to say about that? He's a Latinx is what he is. Yeah, what exactly. It, whatever. Said, I, I don't even know the words anymore. I know. So I know. I know. It's so, so stupid. So stupid. Listen, Bill, lastly, and you're absolutely right. Brilliant insight. The Republicans have to get more creative and exploit these things and get these people to, to know that the Republicans have their backs and the Democrats are screwing them. But your message of the day at BillOReilly.com, I want to get this in if I could, Bill. Sure. Uh, you, you mentioned LeBron James, and, and he injected himself, stuck his face in on this Brittany Griner situation where it doesn't belong really, I, I guess because she's black. I guess that's why he thought he, he should weigh in. 
And he's he. he well, they also they, again, they also have basketball in common. Be I mean, let's. <laughs> all right, all right. Let okay. me let me let me define this. So LeBron yes. James is at the end of the trail as far as being an athlete is concerned. He's got more money. He doesn't need any more money. He lives in a gated community in a huge mansion in Los Angeles. I'm predicting right now on the Bernie and Sid show, the home of ding bats. I am predicting right now, <laughs> LeBron James will run for office. And how do you run for office when you're in a position like LeBron James? You run on race, just like AOC ran on race. That's what he's doing. Okay? Now, I feel bad for this uh, woman over in Russia. And if Trump were president, hello, she wouldn't be being held on marijuana oil. Okay? That would not be happening. But you have a weak president who now is going over. And I don't even think Biden knows where Saudi Arabia is. <laughs> you know, I, I think he thought it was a little bit southeast of Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. But he's on the plane for 10 hours. Where are we going? You know, they have camels hours. there. Right. So James wants to get into the political arena. You mark my words, that's where he's going to go. Okay. Well, you better start in Akron because he'll win there easily in his home state of Ohio. And then Absolutely. We'll see right. And then we'll take it from there. By the way, Bill, stay out of the water because they are eating people, the sharks on Long Island now, on a daily basis. So I know you love yeah. talk. Stay out of the water. Well, I bought them off. I bought the sharks <laughs> off. They don't bother me. They don't come near my uh, backyard. My backyard is actually the Atlantic Ocean. Wow. We, had, we had a discussion, and uh, they said, okay, O'Reilly, I'm not going to eat you anyway because you wouldn't taste good. <laughs> you are funny. Hit him in the snout. You are funny. Bill, you're the absolute best. That's why the ratings for this segment are the best we get all week. You're brilliant. You're great. We love you. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. We'll talk next week. The See great you. Bill O'Reilly, 9 o'clock weeknights right here on WABC. And, of course, 840 with Bernie and Sid. We will rock you. Number one. In New York City, you tell him, Freddie Mercury. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. favorite Beach Boys song of all time for me by far. Don't worry, baby. It is a beach Thursday going to be about 
90 degrees here in New York. I'm heading to the beach later on today. But before we get to all of that good stuff, Bernie, this weekend is a big weekend as 77 WABC celebrates 100 years. That's right, Sydney. Join us at 4 o'clock Saturday for Episode 8, a one-hour special this and every Saturday through September honoring WABC icons. Correct, like us. This Saturday, though, 77 <laughs> WABC highlights, and I love this guy. Uh, not as much as Eddie Scazzeri, but I did love this guy. Harry Harrison, as you know, Bernard, New York's morning mayor. And it is all part of 77 WABC celebrating 100 years. I got to give uh, Chris Libertini a shout out on this. He did tremendous work, long hours, great work. And the big boss, Chad Lopez, who I just saw moments ago, he looks very handsome today. Uh, him too. And I spoke with Chad and he said, Sid, this is going to be a jam packed hour. It's going to be presented documentary style. It features audio of Harry plus great stories. And special thanks, too, of course, to John and Margot Katsimatidis, who do a tremendous job running this station every day. They become dear, dear friends of both Bernie and mine outside this uh, office, and they really appreciate history. That has made all of this possible and very special. Very special. Another amazing thing we at 77 WABC are doing to celebrate 100 years. All right. So I know that uh, Deb just played this in uh, in her newscast, as she should. She's uh, a tremendous news lady. But uh, I had this ready to go for this segment anyway, so we'll play it again. If you missed it, uh, Joe Biden in Israel yesterday, and Bernie has done a great job this morning playing the gaffes uh, when he referred to the Holocaust as, uh, what did he say, honorable, or what was the, the word? Tr- tr- the truth and honor of the Holocaust. <laughs> I mean, he's such an idiot. Uh, but uh, <laughs> You can't make it up. Worse than an idiot. Yes, you're right. But at one point, he did sit down with a, a local news lady on Channel 12 in Israel. You get that in uh, in Long Beach, Bernie? I, I, I get it on 112, <laughs> a special channel. <laughs> I, think I can look at I think actually you do get Channel 12 news, though, right? I'm I get all- Channel 12, and I get a bunch of, uh, I get one station actually on my uh, cable, cable network that comes in from Israel. I don't know what it's called. But, oh, funny. Uh, yeah. Maybe this was it. I don't know. But this lady, I loved her. She actually had the foresight to ask Joe Biden about a potential rematch with our guy, Donald Trump, in 2024, and uh, believe it or not, Joe Biden answered the question. How great is this? Biden-Trump, too. It's like Rocky and Apollo Creed. Here's Biden's answer from Israel yesterday. Are you predicting a Biden-Trump rematch of 2024? I'm not predicting, but I, I, would, uh, I would not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. So you look forward to that rematch? No. Look. The one thing I know about politics, and American politics in particular, is there's no way to uh, predict what's going to happen. I'm not even halfway through my term yet. And so there's a lot of room to figure out what's going to happen. But my hope is, Mm -hmm. my hope is that the Republican Party moves back to a normal position. It's not this mega party that it's become in many ways. Oh, there it is. Uh, at least some of it. Again, courtesy of, I guess, Channel 12 in Israel. I couldn't hear Deb Valentine's one. It's courtesy of us. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Bernie said, I actually saw it this morning with um, with Maria Bartiromo on business, on Fox Business. She was having this discussion with our old friend, your old friend there. Uh, what is her name? Um, the one who was at the NASCAR. Oh, uh, Alice, are you no, talking about? No, the NASCAR. She used to talk NASCAR all the time with I Miss and then. Oh, Dagan McDowell. Yes, very good. Dagan McDowell. They were discussing this for a good 10 minutes at 8 o'clock this morning. Frankie Diaz actually pulled it. Thank you, Frankie. So, what do you think of Biden's response, Bernard? Uh, well, the, the, the thought of another Biden Trump uh, race, I don't, I don't know if I can stomach it, really. 
that the last one left such a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, but his response was, he's not going to be anywhere. He's, a, he's not going to be the candidate. It's not going to happen. He's, he's, he's done. He's toast. Uh, we didn't get a chance because the time is limited with Bill O'Reilly. But O'Reilly predicts uh, w- with certitude that right after the midterms, they, they, he's either going to resign or they're going to force him out. That's, that's O'Reilly's position. And I agree. He's not going to last another two and a half years. He's just not. I mean, there's no way he's going to run for president. No way they're going to allow him to run for president. Look at the poll numbers. And I know the matchups between Trump and Biden, by the way, they're too close for comfort for me. Even yeah. given Joe Biden's bad yep. poll numbers yep. among Democrats and everybody else, he's still, uh, you know, they're still almost like neck and neck, for God's sakes, uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a matchup, Biden and Trump. So, but I, you know, so that, that just scares the hell out of me, A. And yep. just the, the prospect of another, I can't, I hate Joe Biden so much. I just want him to go the F away. I cannot stand, I can't take him. <laughs> yep. I'd rather have Kamala Harris, who I hate. I hate I'd rather have too. her and her her gaffes and stupidity wow. and being called, uh, you know, because we oppose her, being called a sexist and a race. I'd rather have that than Joe Biden again, to be quite honest with you. For some reason, and uh, that's more an emotional uh, response to the question, but uh, uh, but a, 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 a rational response, a logical yeah. response is that he ain't going to be around. It ain't going to be Joe Biden. Okay. I uh, I always go with you on these things because uh, you are the best at it. So I'm going to go with you on this one again. Uh, a good buddy of ours, Mark Molinaro, who uh, I got very close with years ago and he went against Andrew Cuomo. You remember I spent time with him on the campaign trail. And in fact, Election Day. We went together, me, him, Eric Ulrich. Uh, there was a host of others. I forget all the folks. To um, a uh, Italian restaurant, Pizzeria. It's out of business now. My buddy Anthony Livreri was called Aldo's. It was in uh, Howard Beach. And we all made pizza that day while the uh, Republicans took a vicious, vicious beating. And Molinaro got hammered by Andrew Cuomo. But he's running again for something here, Susan Brown, Ottawa, Congress, and Bethel. What is it now? Is it Congress, it's, Bernie? It's Congress, yes. And where, what district? Do you know exactly where uh, it is? No, I couldn't tell. Somewhere uh, upstate. I it is upstate, though, right? The yeah, Hudson yeah, yeah. Valley and one of those oh, types yeah. of things? Oh yeah. oh, yeah, for sure. All right, let's get Mark Mallory. You know, what we have to do, Bernie, is that, you know, when we get behind somebody, it, it's a big deal. They don't always win. In fact, they usually lose. But uh, <laughs> this is a special election. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. But this, but this, this year is different. And this is a special election. I believe the uh, uh, the date is in August sometime. August 23rd, the same day as Cornicelli Garbarino. Was that right? Uh, probably, Probably yes. so. Yeah, so, yep. so we need to get behind you and I, Bernard, whether it's Mark Molinaro, whether they're going to win or not. Uh, they, they have no chance. It doesn't matter. Joe Pinion, Robert Cornicelli, Tina Forte, some of these folks. I mean, there's no chance, as you always say, you've got a better chance of winning the NAACP. But we still have to get behind these people. Well, let me just I'll, I'll say I, I, I stand a better chance of getting the Image Award oh, that's right. at the uh, BET <laughs> ceremony or something like that at the end the end of NAACP. Image Award. Right, That's, there you go. Yes, right, yes, yes. right, which I do quote you something, but I do give you the credit, as I did just now, Bernard. Thank you. But we need to get behind these people, and uh, because they are true Americans, they're true patriots, and win or lose, and some won't win, just like we did with Bob Eugen years ago. He did lose to that, that creep, that disgusting person in New Jersey, Menendez. But we got behind the guy, and, uh, you know, he gave it a pretty good fight. Got to be the same thing coming up four years later this November. Of course, yeah, let's get this, let's get Molinaro on. We, we, <laughs> Look, we're fighting, I believe, uh, as John Katzmatidis would say. I mean, uh, everybody would say, Bill O'Reilly, this is a pivotal election. This is f- for the future of the country. This this country is in big trouble. 
the enemy is within and without, but especially from within, it's really dangerous, it's insidious, it's sneaky, and we have to take the House back and the Senate and turn this around or this country is done. It's yeah. over. Just because it's been a great country for 200-some-odd years. 246, I believe. It doesn't mean it's going to continue. I mean, you know, empires end, good countries end, and that that, that could be the case for this country if we don't uh, win this November. I, I, I hate to put it and make it in such dire terms. True. But uh, really, if if not this year, when when this this electorate, this the, the masses of people, see the inflation, they see the border, they're experiencing crime, and they see the president is just an old, feeble uh, shell of a man. If we can't do it this year, then we can never do it. All right. Uh, I was told, uh, yes, it is August 23rd, Molinaro, the special election. Susan Bernardo listening right now in her little office in Bethel, New York, down the block from Naomi Rosenberg, texting me as we speak. I'll get him on. He can win. So, Susan, yes, we do want Mark Molinaro to text me later on today. You know, talking about wins and losses, uh, uh, you dropped earlier this morning, Bernie, the, the computer, the, uh, the Internet dropped. Right. And uh, so I had to fill time for about two minutes. But it was something I wanted to talk about anyway. And it's something that I got all of New York into. Yes, I'm taking the credit. Bo Deedle, you, everybody. What right now, forget about Sopranos, right now, Bernard McGurk, in your opinion, which is a very, very strong opinion, what is the best show on television? The best show on yes. TV right now, right now. would be, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Kevin it would be Kevin Koshner. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure if that's the best show on TV. I would say oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm a Peaky Blinders guy. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, that that your show. Uh, I forget the name of it. Yellowstone. It's, it's, Yellowstone. Yellowstone is a good show, but uh, okay. Uh, once again, I, I, you know, it's devoid of any humor. It's re- very dark and depressing. What is? You know, for example, the, uh, uh, your show. The uh, oh no no no, I, Kevin actually, Costner. I, I show. think his daughter Carrie Riley, while she's a maniac, is absolutely hilarious. And hilarious. Uh, I, I, yeah, she's really funny. She, if you, I mean, obviously she's violent and crazy. But if you pick up on it, she's very, very funny. Now, look, and I've been a Peaky Blinders fan even before you. I loved that show from the day it came out, and I love that show. And it may be every bit as good as Yellowstone. I don't know. Uh, but it's been around a while. Yellowstone is relatively new. Only, uh, I think, three seasons in. But either way, whether you love Peaky Blinders, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's a no, good show. Yellowstone's a, a good show. Yeah, there's no way you can say to me that that show, Yellowstone, with Kevin Koshner and Kerry Riley. And by the way, the, the, uh, the prequel, 1883, uh, doing very, very well with people like Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Do you know that Yellowstone was not nominated for one, Bernie, not one Emmy Award? Not one. Well, well you know, it's, it's not, it is a politically incorrect show. I believe it's uh, it leans to the right in its uh-huh, messaging, uh-huh, I believe. Uh-huh. And I think that, that, that may... Uh, you know, call me cynical, but that may have something to do with uh, it. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, out there in Montana, those guys absolutely are about country first, guns, honor, America, all that yep. good stuff. They have they have the uh, the relationship that's not great with the Native Americans. That goes back and forth with Kevin Costner and those other characters. And that show, which, and again, I don't want to involve other shows because Peaky Blinders is a great show. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, my opinion has become the best show on TV. Whether you think it's the second best, the fifth best, it's got to be nominated for one award. Kevin Costner, Kerry Riley, somebody, not one award. And I, I think it speaks exactly, Bernard, to what you just said. Yeah, I, I believe that. And uh, the, the acting is great. It's fantastic. It's really, 
you know, top-notch uh, Hollywood movie uh, acting, uh, caliber acting. I mean, Kevin Costner, this guy, it's terrific in it. But uh, no doubt that's, that's, that's the uh, reasoning for it. And who cares? Screw the stupid Emmys. Yeah. Uh, the ratings speak for themselves. And, uh, you know, that's all that matters, really, they're, bottom they're, line. They're, by the way, they added Harrison Ford this, uh, this new season. And they added, who's a lady that always plays Queen Elizabeth, Academy Award-winning actress, uh, big-time star? Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking I know about. You, I know uh, you do. Dame, uh, is it Dame it's something? It's not no, Claire no, Danes. No. It's uh, the elderly. Oh, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Yes. Mirren. And Har- Mirren, right. And, and uh, Harrison Ford on the show this year. And if Trump doesn't win, he'll end up on Yellowstone, too. Trust me. <laughs> they'll, make him, they'll make him a rancher out of Montana. It'll be brilliant. Put him on. Uh, and then, they'll him never really, re- then they'll really never get an Emmy. You know what I'm saying? Frankie Kravitz checks in. Bingo won Yellowstone. Thank you, Frankie. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Where else can you have uh, Curtis Sliwa talking about his radio partner on Saturdays, uh, his ex-wife banging Bradley Cooper, Kevin Costner, Yellowstone co- conversations, and at the same time have guys like Bill O'Reilly on talking about Joe Biden. Nowhere else. That's why Bernie and Sid, we are number one. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. A lady that I know just came from Columbia. She smiled because I did not Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. Shut up, Ringo. I'm talking here. Uh, we're also simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. Uh, one of the great. That is Ringo Starr, right? I, I did have that right, right, Lou? So far, yes, yeah. you're right. Oh, uh, That's right. That's right, Paul. It's Ringo. Ringo singing here. It's not John. It's not John is dead. It's not, uh, yeah, let's say. Hey, uh, Ringo Starr, he's, he's still alive, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's, Absolutely. He's still alive. Good, he he good, looks good. exactly the same, that. by the way. He hasn't even changed. Weird. Yeah, he's you're right be, about that. He'll be the last one left, that's yeah. for sure. You know, oh, he, 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 look, he looked like, remember, he looked like Yasser Arafat, right? <laughs> that's right. He kind of did, no. He still does. Uh, listen, so look, remember I told you about that Studio 54 owner? He, uh, he wanted to commit legal suicide. Yeah. Well, guess what? Two days ago, he went to Switzerland. And he's out the house, 82 he, years old. He did it, yeah. He had no hope. Yep, he did it. He was in, in pain, and uh, he just checked out. And uh, it's good to have that option, right? I mean, uh, do you want to be in, in, in chronic pain at 82 years old, stuck in a wheelchair? 
uh, alive and there's nothing you can do? No, I, I think. Oh, uh, let me ask you a question then. What is it? Because I'm all for it, but I'm very consistent, right? Because I'm pro-choice. So what is the difference between you deciding that this baby's life isn't worth it when they're, when they're a month old or this man deciding that the life that God gave to him is no longer worth it at 82? I'm for both. Well, Believe me, I'm for Jack Kevorkian. For the truth is, they're almost similar on levels. No, you're right. That, that's why it's a, suicide is a sin in the Catholic religion. You're absolutely 100% right. But, uh, look, I mean, they to carve out some exceptions, like in, in even in the Catholic religion, I think a lot of uh, Catholics say, in the case of rape or incest or whatever, you 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 have to make an exception. Sure. I mean, sure. I mean, it's 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 irrational not to right to to, to have a to force a woman to go through uh, you know to carry to term uh, some animal's baby that's stuck in her. I mean, that's got to be so, so traumatic. So you have to carve out an exception. And I would say. The same for somebody who's chronically ill, very old. I mean, come on, what, 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 what are we doing here? Let him go. Let, you know, it's over. He, he, the, the, there is no life. There's no quality of life. The guy's got to. They, I think they should have that option. And I know it's a sin. I'm not committing the sin. I don't want to check out. But somebody did it, and uh, well, I kind of say good for him. Uh, you know, hasta la vista. I hope it's good wherever you went. If there is some place that you're going to. Now, yesterday, also, we talked about it earlier, and we're talking about Biden and who's going to succeed him 2024. Uh, Gavin Newsom actually went to the White House. Gavin Newsom was spotted uh, walking. In fact, there was audio tape. Do we have any audio tape of that, Lou? I think we do. We have audio tape of Gavin. We should have it anyway. He was uh, a reporter busted him, and they're like, hey, Gavin, how you doing? And he, he had his jacket off. It was hot. Anyway, he goes in the back door of the White House. What was Gavin Newsom doing at the White House yesterday? I mean, that's a good question. A lot of intrigue there. I mean, it wasn't uh, a booty call with Kamala because, well, as I said earlier, uh, uh, you know, Gavin can do much. He can do much better. He's doing much better. In fact, uh, he's got a family, so it wasn't anything like that. Any shady sh- shenanigans, but uh, Gavin Newsom there uh, doing some business at the White House. I think he's going to be the guy in twenty-four because they have no bench. Even though California is a disaster, there is no bench in the Democrat Party, and he looks the part. So uh, he's a smarmy, smug, uh, hypocrite, Mr. French Laundry. He closed the schools in California while, uh, you know, his kids went to private school. Didn't miss a day of school. I mean, in school, not not uh, not Zoom schooling, in school, uh, his kids went. and uh, But he closed the schools, and he was adamant about it. So he's another hypocrite, just like AOC, like I called him earlier. Plus, he's a half a lightweight, too. But, again, he looks the part, and they have nobody else. Kamala Harris, just too stupid. Just, to, you know, the word salads that we play every day from Kamala. Nobody was. In fact, she ran for president and dropped out before the first primary, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Now, uh, this uh, the story of this 10-year-old. 10-year-old was raped by an illegal alien. It turns out uh, nobody knew that. We thought it was a hoax before. and uh, But Joe Biden touted it, touted the story about it, to push uh, the fact that uh, overturning Roe versus Wade was a horrible thing. Even though I think most of the nation has come to accept the overturning of Roe versus Wade, he trotted out this story that wasn't, that wasn't properly vetted. He didn't vet the story either. But uh, so to, because of the, uh, the uproar, 
or, or actually, not the uproar, but people were saying, well, who's this woman? I mean, who's this 10-year-old? And who did the rape? And, and where was it? And where was the guy charged? Well, there was, there was no record of anybody charged anywhere. And he wasn't charged. It turns out a doctor uh, was protecting this guy because they knew he was an illegal alien. And they, they allowed this guy to be out on the street. Uh, they allowed him to be out, out on the street and maybe menacing this 10-year-old again. He knew where she is. He knew where she lived. But it's a real disgusting story uh, that they allowed this, uh, this Dr. Lee Bernard, allowed this woman to be out on the street like that. So this guy uh, last night on, uh, I believe it's Fox News, Victor David Hansen, he summed it all up very, very nicely about the cynicism with which they used this 10-year-old who allegedly went from Ohio to Indiana to get a, an abortion. Well, it turns out she did. But it, it now turns out Joe Biden was responsible for her rape because of his open borders policy, an illegal immigrant from Guatemala. This is cut number two, Lou. Uh, uh, Victor David Hansen on this, uh, well, the cynical exploitation of this 10-year-old by the Democrats. Go ahead. The whole, all of these details, they reek of uh, a political weaponization of the case, which is tragic because we have a 9-year-old, I guess at the time of the act, she was 9, and she's being used for political purposes, which is terrible. And then we have this perpetrator, and now we learn that he is here illegally from Guatemala, and he's residing illegally, and no one has, uh, he was, the act was reported, and for two, almost three weeks, he hasn't been charged. Hasn't been charged. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lou. Play the next one. Apparently, this terrible, horrendous act was reported on the 22nd or nearabouts in June, and here we are on July 13th, 14th, and we're only now learning about who did this. In other words, this perpetrator apparently was not charged or arraigned, and yet people knew that he had coerced a young, maybe at the time, a nine-year-old to be pregnant. And so the question is, why now, at this belated date, are we learning who he was? And maybe, I mean, a, a naive might say, well, it was because people had questioned the veracity of the story and people, for whatever nebulous reasons, didn't want to reveal his identity until revealing his identity was the only mechanism for substantiating the story in the first place. But in that time, it seems like a person who had a proclivity to have, you know, coercive sex with minors was still out there. And we don't know what he was doing. He should have been, as soon as they reported the act, he should have been arraigned immediately. Bingo. Absolutely right. So they were pulling a, a real cynical game to protect an illegal alien rapist. And that, uh, you know, the, it, it, Democrats are responsible for it because they won't close that damn border down there. So it's fentanyl. It's rapists. It's terrorists. You know, they caught uh, a couple of hundred terrorists over the past uh, couple of years over the course of Joe Biden's administration. Uh, people on a terror watch list, they caught them. Yeah. And now how many gotaways, how many people came in that got away that are on the terrorist watch list that we don't know about? Uh, a, a lot of them. Let's put it that way. It's a funny, though. It's funny. While you're telling this story, and, and I agree with you, and I agree with you about 95% of the time, that Joe Biden has made this a possibility. As you're saying it, Bernie, CNN is running a story, arrest made in rape of 10-year-old forced to travel for an abortion. So the liberal media is turning this into what scumbags Republicans are, guys like you and I, even though I'm pro-choice and so are you, uh, because now we're making this young girl have to travel to get an abortion. So what we're pointing out, it's Biden and the left's fault. They are harping on how it's the right's fault. 
One same story, but yet two completely different yep. looks. Yeah, two completely different spins on it, indeed. And, of course, the, it, it turns out that she could have gotten an abortion in Ohio. There is an exception in Ohio for people for, for uh, 10-year-olds like her. She could have gotten it in Ohio, according to the Ohio, Ohio Attorney General. But they wanted it's Dr. Lee Bernard. She's a real pro-abortion activist, and she wanted to make a, a point. So she fled with this uh, little girl to Indianapolis, and, uh, well, well, the rest is history. I talked about it for a couple of minutes. A very, very disgusting uh, exploitation of a 10-year-old rapist to hide, to, to cover up for an illegal immigrant rapist. Makes no sense. Now, Bill O'Reilly, he talked about the Joe Biden's cabinet and the hand, people around him. Everybody is incompetent. Everybody. Pete Buttigieg, that sh- little fake war veteran schmuck, uh, that uh, snotty uh, Jennifer Granholm, or whatever her name is, the former, uh, she's the energy secretary, knows nothing. Th- that bull-headed fool, that buffoon, Mayorkas, all of them. So Senator uh, John Kennedy from Louisiana, he pointed this out last night as well. The people around Joe Biden, just no good. Cut number 19, Lou. Please play Senator Kennedy. A majority of Americans think that the people that President Biden has appointed to run his government are deeply weird. And they are. Uh, Many of these appointees, they curl up in a protective ball if you use the wrong pronoun. Uh, They pride themselves on not prosecuting criminals. Their, uh, Their executive skills extend no further than ordering a pizza. Uh, very good. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, Senator John Kennedy, he's right. I mean, can you point to one one uh, member of the cabinet that's competent or that you have confidence in? Anyone? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, no. I tell you, Bill O'Reilly made that point. It was a great point that you look back at some of the folks, and some were, were miserable failures, and some you know people like Amarosa, I guess, and, and even Scaramucci. But you look back at Trump's folks, there were a lot of really impressive people in there, really impressive. Absolutely right. So he had great people and uh, – the Democrat, I mean, just the, the Democrats, just a disaster for this country in New York State, New York City, and down in the swampy Washington, D.C. It's disgusting and it's disillusioning, and it's going to change after November, said Rosenberg. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long, and Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning. I walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. So, by the way, I always trust um, Bernard's instincts. I really do. I'm being serious. And um, when I read the question to both the contestant, Chris, and Bernie about the pianist and composer, and the answer was Chopin. I said Joseph Aboud would know that because Aboud really is uh, the king of Paris. And, of course, Aboud does not miss a second of this show. Uh, the beautiful fashion designer and one of my dearest friends, and Bernard as well. And sure enough, I mentioned Aboud, and I'm almost guaranteed to text back, and I got one. And let me read what he said here, just to point out once again why I always trust Bernard and his instincts. He said that question about Chopin was wrong. He lived in the 1800s. Love you. So when Bernie says, wait a second, he was around in the 20th century? I wasn't aware of that. Bernie was right on the money. So, um, and, and I believe Joseph Abou when it comes to Paris, trust me. So, Phil, what is the 
Phil wrote the game today, Macedonia Phil, who I love dearly, by the way. This kid, uh, Lograno, Ellick, all these kids are great. This kid is right with him. He's fantastic. But uh, you screwed up big time here. What did you do here? What yeah, happened? Well, obviously the question I just didn't come up with myself. I don't just have that information. Right, you're not that smart. Head. Not even no, nearly not even, No, not even close. Yeah. Um, so wherever I got it from, I guess was wrong. But, I, no. you know, I'm glad you brought it up on air. So now I guess the, the money he won is just going to come out of my paycheck. Uh-huh. Uh, so wait a second. So... <laughs> So what what was the answer? Was it Chopin? Who, it, who, it was Chopin. Who, it it just was, wasn't from the. Uh, it was the wrong. It was the wrong decade. decade. Oh, I see. It could have been 1830s, maybe. It could have been. Yeah, Chopin probably, died in 1849. That makes sense. So it's probably but, 18. Yeah, it says here 1930s, 1830s. See, I thought I learned something, but I did not. No. That was fake news. And you knew it. You knew it. Yeah, I did. I did know it. I yeah, mean, I, but, why would anybody ever think in a million years that Macedonia Phil? Would know something that Bernie McGurk didn't. I mean, it's just—it's so preposterous, and it turns out I'm right. Plus, plus the painter died in 1863. <laughs> yeah. so he, did, he didn't paint it in 1930. The painting was in 1830. I was. Yeah. Now, 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 where did you get this again, now, Philly? Where did you get it from? This is from the uh, the archives of Jeopardy. Oh, the archives from Jeopardy. Okay. All right. So, so I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write an email to a few people today. Well, I mean, uh, but I, I didn't mean to embarrass you. I'm sorry. Well, it's exactly what you did. So yeah, I did. you're right. That's fine. It ain't no thing. Ain't no, no you, see, you see, Bernie, how, how well he plays it. He just and, and it reminds me of a young Sid Rosenberg. Heck, uh, even a young Bernard oh, McGurk on I'm no, Of course, oh, no. of course yeah. that'd be you. No, because Somebody he would he, he would right. just embarrass us every time. Right. And initially, uh, it's, it, with me, I'll speak for myself. I played along. I did it. And then I got to the point where I told him to have four up and walked out of the, st- you know, the studio and all that stuff. Sure, that's another option. Right. <laughs> that might be coming. <laughs> Well, no, but listen, what Imus did was way more vicious. Oh, yes, way more vicious. Way more vicious. Way I mean, more vicious. that was uh, was a mild embarrassing, that was nothing. Uh, right, embarrassing right. Uh, you know, yeah. Sid, Sid treated with kid gloves. Let's I did. No, I love the kid. Compared to what Imus would do. Oh, please. I mean, I'm, I'm like a two weeks out of rehab, and, of course, my second rehab stint. And they say to you, the first thing they say is, you know, don't go back to the people, places, and things. Don't, you know, don't be that guy. You know, you got to change. You got to change. And I'm two weeks back, and Imus is on the air going, oh, I got to tell you, I really miss the guy that used to smoke crack. Where's that guy? I mean, and then I make yeah. that ridiculous Kylie statement, which I, to this day, I'm upset I made that statement. I'm embarrassed, and I've, and I've, and I've admitted that in a million places ever since. But that was all an effort to, uh, you know, to, to, to appease the I-man who was actually saying things on air like, I miss the guy that did drugs. I would never say something like that to these kids. Yeah, no, he was, he was putting pressure on you to be wacky or, 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 or disgusting or yeah. It is. Yeah. You know, that's what he was looking for. And uh, if you weren't coming up with th- that on a regular basis, yeah, he would uh, he would say, yeah, I'd like the old Sid, the Sid that was on <laughs> yeah. drugs or whatever it was. Right. And and you would think in your mind, oh, wow, he's going to let me go because you probably didn't have a contract. No, I did have a contract, but but it, it didn't matter if he let me go. I was I, I was more upset if he didn't let me go, because if I've got a contract and I can't leave and oh, he's well, upset yeah, with yeah. me, he's going to make me really miserable. <laughs> well, it was, it was, yeah. Well, it, well, then he would just embarrass you. But uh, yeah. you, you weren't going to say, you know, screw off. I'm just going to be me. And if something comes to me, it comes to me. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm not going to force the issue. And that's the way. That's what you should have said. But you couldn't say it no, back then. Couldn't because, do it back then. 
Way too early in my career. You know, you can't even explain it to people. I know. I know. Nobody would understand. That's why I I love coming to work with you guys, uh, Bernie, you, for all these years, especially in L.U., because you know exactly where I'm coming from. People just... It's impossible. It's impossible. And, 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 And I would... I mean, I really... I reached for something that was so offensive and so gross that I'm embarrassed to this day about it. And, uh, you know, and, and, and the one thing about him was that he'd laugh first, then he'd fire you. You know, and then I had to deal with all the... the and then F- laugh again. Yeah, I mean, the one thing about <laughs> FAN was that when he fired me for good, for good, okay, they kept me on doing middays with Beningo and the Giants. And then even after FAN fired me from that, after Atlantic City in 2005, I must still kept bringing me back. And in 2007, went to management and said, enough of Chris Collin, I want Sid back. And when it came to WABC, enough of Warner Wolf, I want Sid back. So I'm just saying these are the true stories. And you know, Well, listen, man, you, you, as, as many stories that you have, uh, Lou and I were there in, 19, in, in the late 1980s. I know. And the 90s, he was a young guy, and he was, he was, he, he was spirited. And he was really malevolent <laughs> in the 1990s. You have no idea. Oh, gosh. I mean, oh. And we were there, and you came around in, like, the year 2000. Yep. And uh, But you missed those uh, those vicious, vicious years. I don't in the know how 90s you guys well. did it. I don't know how you t- Well, you were on drugs, I guess, uh, some of you guys. Well, thanks, <laughs> yeah, well, thanks Steve, for just... living all those times. So thanks again. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> he created this atmosphere of tension, and uh, it was like a tinderbox yeah. every single day. Uh, and, listen, uh, but, he, but he created superstars, and uh, certainly well, you guys Well, the whole thing that. was you say something funny, and the tension would uh, would evaporate there, and that's how you got out of the tense situation. Yep. Hey, Bernie, great show today. So much fun. We, we, we really discussed all, so many different things. And tomorrow's Friday, bro, so I love you. We'll do it again. All the love, Sydney and uh, Louie, everybody. Uh, thank you. Great all right, show. great job. Thank you. Well, Lou Rafino, the best in the business. Philip, great job again today. Frankie Diaz, Deb Valentine, Jacqueline Call, Claire Bedley, everybody. We're back again tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on a Friday. Until then, folks, from all of us to all of you, peace. Peace. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.